0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is uh, the top 10 stand-up comedians of all time list. Myself, I'm also joined by The Walking David. We're here tonight to talk about some of our favorite stand-up comedians. Basically, what we're going to be doing on this podcast, if you're joining us for the very first time, is each one of us are going to be giving our top 10 list of our favorite stand-up comedians. And then we're going to try as best as we can, with the help of the live audience tonight as well, to narrow those down to a top five, to a community top five. I don't know exactly how we're gonna get there, what kind of discussions, what kind of poking and prodding, and all sorts of other uh, blood sports might need to happen to get there, but we will get there tonight. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not alone. I have with me the Walking David joining us tonight, and also- Hello! Hello Walking David, and also throughout the evening we might have some members of the live motherfucking chat joining us as well. Now, Unlike some other stuff that we do in the channel, which, you know, when, when someone says, oh, this show is good, this show is bad, we we hold some weight. You know, our opinion fucking matters. No, it doesn't matter. But,
1: yeah, you fucks.
0: You fucks. Our opinion matter. You listen to us. What we say counts, dudes. But in, <laughs> in this situation, this is one of those cases where... My list is probably going to be very different than David's list and is going to be very different than you guys. I always say this about comedy, but stand-up comedy, even more so, is completely subjective. Someone might completely find we have Ian in the live chat saying uh, Carrot Top's his number one or number ten. Whatever. We, we can't argue. Well, that's just wrong. But if, but if something other than Carrot Top, we couldn't argue with you if you said you liked X stand-up comedian and we liked Y. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting evening, David. Welcome to the party tonight. It's it's good to have you. Thank, thank you for having me. I think this is gonna be just what I needed. It's gonna be a very serious po- podcast, David. They're, I'm not planning
1: on laughing at all.
0: There's no fucking jokes. There's no laughing. I don't want any. Uh, this is deadly serious. We yeah,
1: ser- like Phil, calm
0: down because this is, you're
1: yeah, you're way to. too hyper to. for you're how right. serious this is.
2: You're right
0: right i need to i need to i need to get my serious hat on i need to you know, I, I, I was gonna
1: bring a candle
0: in here see yep it's it's we we need to play we need to play music that that benefits this uh this kind of mood that we're trying to set tonight so this should be the song
1: comedy is a subjective thing would you like to be our-
0: it's true. It's true. But everyone, everyone, wherever you're watching this, whether you're watching this later or watching this live with us right now, please share, overshare your favorite stand-up comedians. Tell us where we're fucking wrong, who we're missing, because we both made our lists. But I know I made the list. I actually listed probably, if I'm being completely honest, 25 people that are on my list. I'm only going to be saying 10, maybe some honorable mentions, but I f- still feel like I forgot people, David. I still feel like there's some people that I'm like, oh, I'm missing somebody.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to leave out because I mean, you and I are similar in this way where like we will go through these like binges of certain comedians mm-hmm. where you'll have these like three month period where you go, Louis C.K. is all I listen to and I listen to it before I go to bed, when I'm at work and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you'll have like Bill Burr moments and then you'll have old George Carlin moments yeah. and you know Rodney Dangerfield or whatever. And you'll go through these cycles but aside from, like, the really big guys, there's a bunch of comedians I could have listed who I love, like, in really small doses or for very niche reasons. But I tried keeping it at 10. I got to 14.
0: Yeah. it It, it, it is tough because there are the big hitters. But you're right. There's certain periods of time where... I'll watch somebody, and while I'm watching that comic in the moment, I'll be like, oh, Norm McDonald's is the greatest stand-up comedian of all time. This joke right here is the funniest thing, but it's when you separate yourself from the moment of laughing because when someone's making you laugh, in that fucking moment, the person making you laugh is the funniest person in the world. And if they're really making you laugh, you don't start judging it. Oh, this guy's funnier than this. You know, this is really funny, but that time uh, Dana Carvey made me laugh even harder. It's, It's hard to judge comedy like that, whereas in drama, you're like, oh, I I watched this but this show is even better well that's not the Sopranos that's not what Oz did that's not what this show did with comedy it's a little at least for me it's a little different so it was an interesting experiment going into this and trying to rank stand-up comedians and really think about it I'm pretty confident about the top of my list but I'd say five through ten probably could be five through twenty could be interchangeable at different points in time where I enjoyed certain people
1: yeah I'm I'm glad you said that because that's kind of the same way I feel and I have some. There's one that I know that you won't even have on your list. Like the, the odds of anybody having him on their list right now would be insane. But, uh, and a couple of them are kind of on the border where I'm not sure if they really count under like what this particular stream is yep. supposed to be about. But I, I listed them anyway, and I'll see if I can make a case for it. But. I don't,
0: I had a couple of those too, a couple people that I wanted to mention, and then upon more research, they were more part of a comedy team, which I think would be a better podcast for a different night where we we're talking about best comedy teams. Uh, Mel Brooks is an example of somebody that I, I remember in my time, Mel Brooks being fucking hilarious, but he's either a movie star or he was part of a comedy team at the height of his stage uh, stage stuff in, uh, in, in the Borscht Belt stuff that he was touring, and in, in my mind, I always thought of him as a stand-up or something like that, but he's actually part of a Team. We've got a couple of thoughts in the live chat. Someone says George Carlin to go the fuck out. Felicia says Rob Williams is my favorite actor. His spot will never be filled. Uh, we got what's up, everyone, from Lady Warrior. Milt says Delirious er- Error Eddie Murphy. We got Bill Burr says Peter. Two tickets on the Dane train. Lady Warrior says Cat Williams. We got Alicia in the live chat. We got Norm McDonald from Milt. We've got K Rich Critch in the live chat. We got S- Nymeria in there. We got, uh, we got oh, uh, George Carlin, number one, Bernie Mac, Mitch Hedberg uh jim Carrey, living living color penny lane great to see you great to see you. george carlin kathy kathy Mad- madigan uh, eddie murphy dave Chappelle. hello phil great to see everyone in the live chat joining us tonight and as i mentioned if you're joining us for the very first time or finding us even many years later looking for a co- comics comedian discussion i'll try to say that again we're joined by a live motherfucking chat that we're sharing their thoughts and they're going to help us come up with this top five list. but please whenever you're watching this, pop on in the comment section below and give your top 10 list or top five list or and again tell us where we were wrong. So David, is it enough foreplay? should we should we get into our list and start talking comics? Yeah, let's do it. okay so so let me uh, since we don't have it, since we don't have the uh, there's no recap tonight, let's just play this. <laughs> Lists. No, that doesn't quite have the same ring as "Recap" on that song. It's lists. Yay, lists. We should have played the Watch Mojo theme song. I have something similar. Wait, wait. There's gonna be a lot of differences to everybody's list, but these are our pick for the top 10. Comedians. Number t- number 10, Walking David. What's your number 10? Oh, that'd be so cool <laughs> that would Someone... be that would be awesome if the, if there's the disembodied voice showed up somewhere <laughs> yeah. number
1: 10 number Whoa. 10
0: with a bullet for for dave so david what is your what is your number 10
1: uh and i did these in no particular order so i'm going to just read exactly what it is uh ricky gervais ricky gervais what was your number ten, Phil? Oh no! T- tell me, tell me a little bit about why uh, why you love Ricky Gervais. Okay, um, I think Ricky Gervais has a couple of stand-up. I'm the people that I list. I know a lot of their comedy albums, like the names of them and specific bits. But Ricky Gervais was always really good at uh, personifying animals in his comedy. <laughs> it's a very specific thing that he does that he thinks that he's very good at. He even has a stand-up hour called Animals. He has a stand-up hour called Politics. He has a stand-up hour, you know, about uh, religion. And then he has like Out of England, one and two. Um, And uh, I just think Ricky Gervais, he, his voice, his cadence, his his persona, if you will, is kind of great. I do kind of love it when a comedian who is majorly successful and hugely rich uh doesn't try to pretend like they're still poor (laughs) and so he kind of comes out there and he makes you laugh at how rich he is and how absurd he is because of it um because you know like Louis ck like we'll talk about him i'm sure a lot in this podcast (laughs) he might he might come up yeah he maybe, maybe he might be on a few people's list yeah maybe uh but like he's he, even when he was obviously rich and winning Emmys and stuff like that, he was still doing poor guy humor. You know what I mean? Like you ever go to the bank and can't find any money because you just don't have any. You know, like. And Ricky Gervais is the complete opposite of that. He's complete ego and narcissism. And incarnate.
0: And on that note, David, let's listen to it a little bit.
2: Five-year-olds. I have never worked out the moral to Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. All I can think is, don't sit on a wall if you're an egg. (laughs) (laughs) But again, how is that applicable to a five-year-old human? I mean... (laughs) I tell that to a group of five, go, so don't sit on a wall if you're an egg. Go, what do you mean, if I'm an egg? I'm not an egg. Not. <laughs> uh, doesn't make sense. If I'm an egg, none of us are eggs. If there was an egg there, it wouldn't make sense. Because you go to the egg, don't sit on a wall? You go, I- I'm an egg, I can't eat, I've got nothing. I've got no ears, no eyes, I don't know what the fuck. What? Don't sit on a wall. I can't fucking hear, I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, the toughest part of this
0: podcast is going to be able, be shutting off these clips of listening to these comics. I agree. Ricky Gervais was, was – where was he on my le- list? He and that's was, not even
1: his funniest bit. I just no, want no, people no. to know if you're not familiar with him, that's far from his funniest and, stuff. And
0: I got to be clear that the bits that I have of these comedians, I did not pl- – I did not take the time to pluck the funniest bit. I just took. I just quickly grabbed a bit here, yeah. a bit there from comedians, just to kind of give you their cadence and stuff like that. But Ricky Rick Gervais is definitely on my list. He's near my in my 20s, but he but he is on there. Fucking hilarious. To get to my number 10, and we'll we'll get more into uh, like where these people fit in top fives and stuff, and break these people down a little bit more as we go on, but. That is, uh, uh, Jay Madden says I've never heard Gervais until Grand Theft Auto Four. Mitch Hedgeberg, uh, Jay Madden loves Eddie Izzard. Uh, Penny Lane says someone that I might mention a little bit later. A Little spoiler alert to my list. Uh, so, but number ten on my list. Let me get, let me get the, uh, let me get the audio synced up here. Number ten on my list was a comedian that was very important, very important to me as a kid, and and I think a lot of this for me, anyways. Uh, so- I was so into comedy as a teenager and and the rage, and, and this is someone that reflected that really well. He didn't have time to really, I think, get so into, like, fine-tune his material to the point in, like, 20, 30 years to fine-tune his material. But he was such a talent that when he was on stage, he grabbed this, had this it factor that was just unlike anybody else ever he had a voice like no one else ever and a couple people know him from a single movie role or some of his bit parts and television stuff but for me he'll always be uh that always be a comedian i have a personal experience here uh fart sound of uh I met this guy once and he was very friendly to myself and my friends and it, it kind of ingrained him on me and his rage definitely is a big part of my heavy metal music and I'm of course talking about Sam Kinnison, and let's listen to a little bit of Sam.
3: Oh, I'm Mr. Nice Guy. I'm buying this fucking bullshit. It's going to be the same as it ever was. Yeah. She forgave me. Yeah, I'm in New York. I gotta fly back to L.A. I can just now talk about this. Oh. I'm flying. This was two years ago. Oh, I remember the fucking
4: day! I'm
3: flying back from New York. It's two years ago. I did drugs in. Oh, 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 they seen through me! They seen through me! Right, so. so I'm flying from New York. I'm trying to relax myself because I know it's going to be five and a half hours' drive. Flight, you know, so I'm higher than shit. You know. <laughs> Smoked a couple joints. I'm seeing Aztec temples and shit, you know. <laughs> i seeing Aztec temples. <laughs> I'm a, wander around the, the Newark airport going, where's, where's gate 56? Want me to gate 56?
0: So, I mean, I could play more of Sam and the, pay, the payouts of the joke. But the thing about Sam is I don't think Sam had necessarily some of the best jokes, but I think his stage presence was maybe one of the most like natural, rage-filled, oh, just the way he manifested that energy and that that thing on stage was so fucking good that it didn't matter that some of his jokes were maybe rudimentary if we think about it from like a comedic joke writing standpoint.
1: Yeah, well, and I think a lot of that do and a lot of people have said this other comedians is because he used to be a preacher. Um, And so he had a lot of that. And then when he stopped preaching and he was able and he did, you know, rock music and everything, he just like brought all that into it. So it's imagine like if, you know, Gene Simmons became a stand up comedian at some point, like how insane that show would be. I mean, I guarantee you half his jokes would be like about his tongue. Uh, <laughs> and Sam Kennison had that, it was very uh, volatile energy on stage, and you were just waiting for when it was going to explode at any right. moment.
0: And at the time, being and I'm not, this is a spoiler, he's not going to be on my list, but I do want to give an honorable mention to Andrew Dice Clay. And of, of creating a character or something like that. But Andrew uh, Goldstein, whatever, Silverstein, whatever his name is, is not that character. This is Sam. And him and Sam had this, like, fake battle during that period of time. They had a Sega Genesis Super Nintendo battle thing going on during the heights of their career. It's like, oh, you were Team Sam or you were team, team Dice or some shit like that. And it was... Uh, Sam is this guy. This is, this is Sam Kinison, a crazed fucking... A crazy fucking banshee, uh ex-preacher, cocaine addict freak. And Dice is a guy, like, formulating a, a personality. It reminds me of with this time on a Stern interview where they had Marilyn Manson and Ozzy. And Stern was like, which one of you guys is the real freak? And Marilyn Manson's like, technically the intellectual stimulation of the negative power is 33. And that calculated my character's depth. And Ozzy's like, you fucking blah, blah. And you're like, okay. One's really <laughs> fucked up. One cultivated a character here. And, and Sam is the real deal. And he he... He is the ultimate shot, whatever you want to call that kind of co- comedian that uh, I think, I think he's one of the best. So, so, uh, so David, who is your number nine? Uh, David Cross. David Cross. I love David Cross. Tell me a little bit about what you like about Mr. Show's David Cross.
1: Yeah. I, I love, I've loved David Cross for a really, really long time. He's, I, uh, because he was, you know, like raised Jewish, but he's, uh, I, we might bring this up maybe, uh, with a few of these comedians, cause there is a kind of a common thread of a lot of these comedians being like atheists or very agnostic type guys. And I, he was one of the first comedians I latched onto when I realized that that was kind of my mentality of the world. And so they kind of spoke to, I guess that sort of, uh, frustration in me. And, uh, like, David Cross, he's he's really funny, but he also told stories in a similar way that I told him. Where they're, they're kind of manic, and they slowly mm-hmm. build and build and build, and they develop this momentum. And to where it kind of ends, and even him on the stage is just going like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, and he just, he's really good at recapturing the emotion he felt when he's telling his real life stories and encounters and... I'm not giving a great answer for him but I no, do no. have a lot it's, of it's, reasons. it's it's, why it's I love tough.
0: David no, it's Cross. it's tough. I love David Cross too. I don't always think about him as a stand up I think cuz I've seen him and been exposed to him more in things like Arrested Development and Mr. Show but it, it's it's hard to en- encompass or encapsulate how much at the beginning of Mr. Show, like like now Bob Odenkirk is amazing, and you know him from Better Call Saul. You know, like Bob Odenkirk's maybe one of the funniest guys behind the scenes in show okay. business. But at the time when Mr. Show was out, like Dave Cro- Dave Cross was the star. David Cross was so like right now when they got back and they did the Bob and Dave thing, it was like it was Bob was the bigger you know Bob was the bigger star. But at but at the time, I mean Mr. Show was equal parts with them. But I just mean David Cross had such a like a light on him. You know, he showed up in a minute. And black movie i mean he was he was the he was the thing but his stand-up wasn't something i was very exposed to that's why he probably isn't on my list but i love david cross and let's listen to a bit of him
5: and then jesus answered him and jesus said well my son that is when i was helping one of the other five billion people on the planet selfish fuck
1: come on
5: back to your malibu beach colony home and you stubbed your toe in some driftwood it's not a fucking emergency all right it's other people you, know. Problems. you know i i think that uh ice cream, i think we that people give jesus uh way more credit than he deserves <laughs>
0: but i could play more more dave cross dave cross is a very funny stand-up comic definitely check out more of him if you haven't already so uh let, let's get to my uh number number or wait number nine my number nine, this is a tough one for me because, let's go to the live chat, very good choices, Jay Madden, some of a bitch ran, ran out of Heineken, got to drink Bud now, Lisa Lampanelli is funny as, hu- funny as hell, love the crude comedy, says Petty Lane, David Cross had a Grand Theft Auto ties as well, we've got a couple of Grand Theft, auto ties john cleese george carlin number one someone i also heard someone mention jackie gleason as being hilariously funny i agree as well the crisscross will make you jump jump okay my number nine (laughs) this is somebody when at i think at a point in time i probably would have called him my favorite comic of all of all time there was he was the biggest thing in the world Uh, i started off or the first time i saw him was on saturday night live and And then seeing him do stand-up, I felt like that was... I've never seen someone as good doing something as him doing that. And then he eventually became an... Or ultimately became an actor. A comedy actor. Did some crude movies that were very funny. And then became a more wannabe serious actor. Then he picked up a transsexual or something like that and did protect his his whole uh, image. So he decided not to be crude anymore or something like that. But at a point in time... This, no one could say the word motherfucker for me like this guy He has two of maybe the funniest stand-up comedy hours ever, or a movies ever made And like, it's, it's hard to really tell people that know him from other generations How fucking funny this guy really fucking was And it's hard for me to have him even this low on my list But there's no way I'm doing a top 10 without this fucking guy They have the ice cream man around here They have Mr. Softy ice cream. Remember when the ice cream man used to come to town when you was little? And no matter what you was doing, you would stop and lose your fucking mind? (laughs) There's something about the ice cream truck that made kids lose it. And they can hear that shit from 10 blocks away. They don't hear their mother calling them, but they hear that motherfucking ice cream truck. And no matter what was going on, the ice cream man came and stopped. you be getting some marbles and shit, and you
6: hear...
3: (laughs) Ice cream! Ice cream!
4: The ice cream man is coming! The ice cream man is coming! More! More!
7: More! No,
0: And change, you're saying, Wait we'll get your father toasted almond bar and get your brother ice in and get yourself vanilla cold and bring back my chain. And you catch all that shit and run down the street, top speed. Chasing the ice cream truck going,
6: ice cream! <laughs> ice cream man always drove extra block though. And I know he's seen us and shit, but I think he just be <laughs> in the car with his friends. saying, watch me make how fast I make these motherfuckers run. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: be behind him doing 50 grand, stop you be all went out of Winston. ice cream man ice cream, man uh, breaking news oh, well, Buckweed has and been shot <laughs>
6: and
0: this is tough I'm, i have to play the whole clip of this because i have to get to the song at the end and i just want to say one quick thing about eddie murphy and as we listen to this because eddie murphy is an excellent actor don't let mm-hmm. him fool you. He is an excellent actor. And I always thought watching this initially, like when you first see Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live or in Delirious, then Raw and stuff, you, he has an excellent way in his performing of being like genuine in his performance and stuff like that. But this isn't Eddie Murphy. This is, a, this is his calculation of 10% or 15% Bill Cosby mixed with uh, – excuse me. 75% Richard Pryor mixed with uh the sensibilities of Groucho or Mar- Whatever he decided in his writing team with Keenan Ivory Waynes and Jackie Martling helped write him jokes at times too, believe it or not, for you and, and I bet
1: you his brother Charlie and Murphy Charlie, at yeah. some point this ca-
0: Yeah, this character is a lot more Charlie Murphy than it is Eddie Murphy in a lot yeah. of ways. And so you got I almost you almost and this is why he dropped a little bit on my list because you almost have to view it as an acting performance. This is uh, this is and that's not to say the stand-up isn't, isn't valid. He's still number nine on my list. But he's it's not as genuine as some of the people maybe that I think are higher up on this list.
1: Yeah, and also, I would actually agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. Because if you look at them in terms of being movies and not stand-up comedy hours or hour and a halfs or whatever. I, I, for, I think Delirious and Raw are both almost an hour-and-a-half long. Uh, but it's... Uh, let me let me get it straight. Is Delirious the one where he's wearing the red suit and Raw is where he's purple?
0: Uh yes. Delirious is Delirious is the earlier one, and Delirious is this. The, what I'm playing right now is from Delirious. The yeah. Raw is the one that he does like uh, Bill Cosby, and he does the Richard Pryor shit jokes. You ever yeah. not be <laughs> sitting on the toilet when you shit, the water plump back on your ass. Don't they make you laugh and shit? You ever be struggling for a whole time, and one little pebble shit comes out, and you stick your head up your asshole, and you goes, "I all the shit you're gonna get, motherfucker."
4: <laughs> I didn't eat it.
1: Uh he's if you look at it in terms of like it being an acting performance that makes a lot of sense because Eddie Murphy only did like the two huge yep. comedy hours and then he didn't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, he completely he quit. Would,
1: he would do open like he would go and do surprise comedy shows for small groups of people and stuff at like the comedy store or the improv or whatever, but he he like stopped doing it. He stopped yeah. on such a high. It would be like Louis C.K. stopping after his special Shameless.
0: Spoiler alert, number 11 on my list is Steve Martin. He did something similar, and they both did it. for Steve Martin did it more calculating. Eddie Murphy did it because if anyone wants to get a little insight on Eddie Murphy, I, I suggest watching the Inside the Actor's Studio. He gets asked pointed questions about this stuff and a couple of other interviews he did. The stand-up comedy, I think, was always a means to an end for him. It was something like, "Oh, I can do it, so I'm gonna. It's gonna get me to that point." And he didn't want to put the hard work in. He didn't want to go to clubs like someone like Chris Rock, who may or may not be on my list higher. Uh, Still goes to clubs and like works out material over and over again. Will bomb on stage and like and not be afraid to go out there and do shit material and get booed sometimes. Eddie Murphy at a certain point in time, and this is his own words: I didn't, I didn't have the fucking drive for it. I didn't. I would can make a movie or go out on the road and fucking tour. I'm gonna make a fucking movie. And so, yeah. so like that's just his philosophy for it. He. He didn't eat, breathe and live stand up in the way. He's just someone that happened to be magic on that stage for me when he decided to do it. But he but that's never what I think he really wanted to do. He wanted to be a star. And whatever made him a star, that was that was important. It wasn't someone like Robin Williams who may be on this list somewhere, always had to go back to stand up no matter how many movies he made because he loved stand up. He loved talking to people. I don't think Eddie Murphy loved it like that.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And also, if you look at Eddie Murphy's career, the fact that he had that one song that was a hit.
0: Yeah,
8: my girl likes to party all the time.
1: Party all the time, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> but so he yeah, had the two stand-up specials, the uh, the the hit song on the radio, but he didn't make an album or anything. He, uh, at least I don't believe he did, he did sketch comedy, and then when he finally got into doing like Beverly Hills Cop and like trading places and stuff like that, some amazing movies, like some of the funniest fucking movies where I really got to transfer that cadence over to being a real performer. Uh, he he played all of his strengths, like I guarantee you probably was like some people came up like marketing execs and go, listen, you know, right now. We could sell a million copies of a, of a song If you made a song yep. He's gotta write you a hit song and we'll get it for you yep. And are you down to do that? I'm sure he probably did it
0: And he did a lot of singing He did the Stevie Wonder stuff And, 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 oh, that's right. yeah, and he, he also sang uh, uh, some reggae stuff And some Michael Jackson stuff And some of his stand-up bits And he did this he I, I want some ice I have some ice cream I have
9: some ice cream I have some ice cream And
8: I'm gonna
0: eat it all. I'm gonna eat it all. And let's scroll down. A couple people say, Don't know why I never thought of Eddie Murphy that funny, but I agree his dramatic acting is better uh, than his stand-up, Leslie says. Uh, He he did Comedians, Delirious, then Raw. Damn you, Felicia, stop getting drunk to instructor Jay Mann says, "I love the bit he did about the family barbecue when his uncle gets wasted and tries to light a fire, and his aunt falls down the stairs." I, it's, it's the personal stuff that's really great when Eddie does that stuff. When he talks about Charlie, uh, Charlie in the bathtub with the 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 shark poop and all that stuff too. <laughs> Yeah, put a bu- put a bugger up your butt. We got Tony Teflon in the live motherfucking chat. Tony, whenever Tony and I do a do a, a stream, we we end up quoting Eddie Murphy raw like six different times. Lots of love to Tony Teflon and House Teflon in the live motherfucking chat right now? Hey boy, like the way you in them jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Norton. Oh no, the Mr T stuff is fucking great. Yeah, you bet. You better better not mess around. I clench up my butt cheeks, rip your dick off. Okay, so David, moving on to number eight. What? Who is your number eight?
1: Uh I have listed Brian
0: Regan. Brian Regan. Okay. I this is one I'm not familiar with. Tell me about Brian Regan while I pull up a clip.
1: Uh if you're gonna pull up a clip, I would pull up the Brian Regan going to the hospital. Uh and uh yep. okay. what's what's great about Brian Regan is people will equate him a lot to a Jerry Seinfeld type where he's very clean. Oh, okay, I know this guy all for the you know, for the whole family, but that's not even it. It's the fact that he is such an amazing onstage presence, and he's so goofy and wacky. It, he makes me get like, this childlike giddiness when I watch him, unlike any of the others because a lot of the other comedians on these lists are very cynical and he kind of has like almost this boyish charm to his old man humor, and I just think it's great. I would almost equate it to like if you had a clown at your birthday party. <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of a clown. A clown without makeup.
0: So, let's listen to a few seconds of Brian Regan.
6: (laughs) I'm feeling good. I I actually just recently had to go to the emergency room, though, and I had some stomach virus thing. I almost called an ambulance. It's weird, even considering calling an ambulance for yourself, you know? You call ambulances for other people, right? What are you supposed to say about yourself? Can you come get me? (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel so good. Just come on in, I'll be lying on the floor.
1: (laughs) Just looking at the phone going, I don't
7: know how to do this.
1: I don't know what to do. It was at night, so I drove myself to the emergency room. That's a nice relaxing drive. I'll be right back, David.
2: No, after you. merge everybody merge i'm only imploding
10: so i I pull up at the entrance to the emergency room no valet parking i mean
6: if that's not the biggest oversight in our solar system if there's ever a time we want to go can you park this because i need to collapse immediately No, I'm circling around a parking lot. (laughs) Can I park there? I think I'm going to (laughs) die. I'm dying too. Okay, go ahead. (laughs)
10: I'll go up a couple levels.
0: Uh, That's a funny fucking shit. I'm definitely going to have to check out more of him in the future. Oh,
1: dude, I'll, I'll say this. If you haven't seen Brian Regan for people in the chat or Phil... Uh, he has one called uh, Standing Up, uh, where he's on kind of an orange, uh, like there's like orange curtains behind him. It's orangely lit. Then he has one at the improv. That's probably one of the funniest ones. And I think that's called, uh, I walk, Walked on the Moon. I Walked on the Moon. And then there's one called The Epitome of Hyperbole. Or for the people who have seen that special, The Epitome of Hyperbole. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it, he's he's just great. He's an awesome comedian. I think everybody would love him.
0: Awesome, Gr- great pick, David. Uh, Jay Madden says great pick. Tony says he said put a tin can in your butt, put a little man up your butt, put a TV in your butt, put a Christmas tree up your butt. Uh, fuck it, yeah, I would take half your shit, Petty Lane. Uh, then I get, then I turned a picture of Johnny. Uh, and Johnny's like, wife takes half of Johnny's money. Johnny's worth 150 million dollars. 150 million dollars. If someone if you had three dollars and someone took a buck fifty, that would be a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking it up uh, But anyways uh, He's my number three Eddie Murphy's my number one Says Teflon God damn it Every time I take a sip Or a drag of something The funniest thing happens And I choke my Drake uh, Eddie, Eddie at a point in time Is my number one It's tough I, If I was doing best My favorite stand-up specials I think Raw and Delirious Would probably be maybe In, in my top Five. It would be it would be difficult. So, but uh, but Eddie's coming in at number nine for me. Number eight for Brian Regan and number uh, for for David. And my here we go to my number eight. And this is when I'm gonna play this whole clip because this is somebody that I must admit she she stole a spot because initially <laughs> I was collecting clips of people to like to to have on a list, but listening back to them like. I laughed so much, and I could not shut off this clip, that she earned a higher spot on the list than, uh, she, she ended up replacing, uh, Sam Kinnison went down to 10, and she was originally at 10, and she moved her way up to 8, so, fucking, I still miss her because, literally, this person did not give a flying fuck, dealt with some severe tragedy in her life, like, severe, her fucking husband, who was everything to her, died, like, in a very horrible way, she disfigured her face in a really horrible way. No, uh, but, but she, to me, like one of the most naturally funny people ever to walk. And on top of that, an excellent stand-up comedy person. I don't know who it
1: is now. Okay. Yeah,
0: sorry. I was trying to No, that's okay. And this, is my, and this is my pick right here. This should be my pick right here.
1: Total stranger told
6: me
0: to suck up oh no uh, whoops <laughs> whoops wrong one <laughs> whoa wait, wait 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 Wait! that's that's the uh, wrong person there i guess my numbers are that's wrong. that's
1: also my favorite female comedian
0: yeah i, lo- I love that guy <laughs> oh. Oh, mr nice guy oh what the what the fuck um, is my 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 numbers are all <laughs> off now
11: well, I'm, I, if I sound discombobulated, I really yeah. did fly from London, and, uh, I, and, uh, and it wasn't like a happy time, so excuse me, because I had to... I uh, was over there, I was performing, but I Joan also Rivers. cremated my mother-in-law, and it was... Oh, to cremate your mother-in-law? My, you don't know. You should never know this. And uh, I was flying, and I took the, you know, the plane directly, Montreal, London, London, Montreal, and I'm flying back. I thought, I should have waited until she was dead. And I was... Ch- <laughs> but you know, she was, she was always saying, I want to be cremated, I want to be cremated, and I had the time between rehearsal. And time management. Am I wrong? And right away, I'm not dead. I'm. Oh, shut up. It's not always about you, you damn bitch. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> whiners, always whiners. But always a whiner. Once a whiner, always a whiner. All her life whiner. Oh, you're standing on my windpipe. It was always about her. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the radio in the tub with me. Always, always... And she was getting old, and I cremated her. And, I, and that's so terrible. Cher- you never buy me anything. Well, I bought on earn. I mean, it, it's... Because it's, it's, we're all getting old. I don't care. You're all sitting here. It's a very young crowd. Oh, she's talking about death. Let me tell you something. It happens to every... We all go through the same thing at 40... You begin to lose your eyesight. I don't care who you are. You can't read the birthday card at fifty. The memory starts to go. Oh, let's go see that movie. Oh, you know the one. Oh, you know what I'm. At at sixty, you start to fart. You just fart, 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 fart. Yes. And at seventy, you lose your sense of smell. So between sixty and seventy, it is a terrible time. (laughs) (laughs) You just fart. (laughs) How old are you? Because I smell you. So I. My daughter, Melissa, will not get in a car with me unless she puts a canary in first. It's just... (laughs) You fought. I have to put on my dress. I have little, what do you call it, Um, um, uh, weights. (laughs) Otherwise, I would look like Marilyn Monroe. I mean, it's just... I
0: I wanted to skip ahead a little bit because I want to hear the end of this joke, too. But Joan just didn't give a flying fuck. Tony mentioned in the live chat she got screwed over the network because of this problem she had with Johnny Carson and... And she took a show without asking his permission. And he sort of had this very ironclad sort of situation where uh, she was his guest host and the dare go against him without asking permission. He sort of blackballed her in the industry and she was out of it for a while. And like, and a lot of fucking shit happened. And, but I seriously think she is one of the funniest people ever to walk this fucking earth. And it's, it's really sad the way she, way she went out, because I think Joan is just one of those people that cuts tension in a room because she doesn't care who she offends and she won't, she literally holds nothing back and does it in this very, for me anyways, a very charming way that, that almost no one else can do that. No one else has ever been able to do except for maybe someone like Don Rickles or something like that. And just like cut people down and like, and you're almost thankful for it or something like, I'd love Joe nervous to rag on me. I'd be like, look at the big hair. It looks like a hairball. ball. What, what'd you, what Chewbacca cough you out, Phil or something like, or, like whatever.
11: <laughs> the only yeah. thing that happens is when you get married, you start to get older and the body drops bodies drop that's another thing but look at this if i were not wearing a bra without a bra i get up in the morning this is how i walk to the bathroom it's just
0: (laughs) it's 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 tough to it's tough for me i mean i I could play more she does something she ends up going there where she starts talking about males balls rolling on the floor and stuff like that so joan rivers if you haven't gone back and watched some of her classic stand-up i do recommend she's a fucking hilarious she's one of my Hilarious, one of the most hilarious people in my number eight. Uh, David, what is your number seven?
1: Okay, now this one is a bit of an odd one, but I, it's probably because I was watching some of his stuff the other day. And like I said, I'm a very, you know, in the moment, this guy's making me crack up. Yep. Um, he also was on SNL. He did do a little bit of stand up, but he's more known for his uh, comedic roles in and movies and stuff like that and some dramatic stuff. Uh, and I love his impressions. He was the only reason I watched SNL for like years is uh, Bill Hader.
0: Bill Hader. Ex- interesting. pick. Bill Hader. And let me try to find some Bill Hader stand up here for you. And and uh, Bill, I, I'm not sure if I've ever, ever heard him uh, do stand up, but I do find Bill and Hader it, very funny.
1: I will say you'd be better off if you just looked up and like an impression that he did or something where, you know, he does so many amazing. Yeah, impressions.
0: He's, he's an extremely funny
1: guy. Let's say he's, he's not. I'll say this. He's not in my seven like, comedians. I was just having a hard time thinking of them in order. And so they're all kind of over the place. Mm-hmm. Like. Like we're talking about everyone's talking about Dave Chappelle. I have him listed as number 11. That's not because it's in order.
0: Right. That's no, just, I I, I, I definitely I definitely hear you. So let's listen to a few seconds of Bill Hader. Alright, <laughs> Number two. Hey, what's that?
7: Star Wars, all right, Star Wars, yes, 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 Star Wars, y ve This is Mr. Casey Acasem as Han Solo in The Empire Strikes
5: Back, Star Wars number two, number five for the geeks, all right, (laughs) here we
4: go, my
0: Oh, he also made the sounds for BB-8, says Nick Kurtz. Bill Connolly is hilarious. Uh, I'll change Red Fox with Chris Rock, Bill Hicks, uh, says Tony. This is known. Great fucking, great fucking action going on is always in the live motherfucking chat. Again, huge love to Tony, to Felicia, to KC, to Broke, to Nick, to Penny Lane, to Jay Madden. Everybody, wash your fucking ass. I love Red Fox. Always- he isn't in my top ten, but he is. Uh, he's like number 17 for me, or something like that. Love fucking Red Fox. I just loved you. I know <laughs> it's more of a visual gag. I'm not gonna play in much more but well, like, but he's I, he's I, that's what I was
1: trying to say is that that's obviously it's a character that he did in his stand up, but his he did like a couple years of stand up that's it he never he never did a big special you never would have seen one of his stand up bits really if you were like a fan of his even but it got him noticed by Megan Mullally, who's also from Oklahoma. Bill Hader's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, my home state. And he uh, was noticed by Megan Mullally. She mentioned his name to Lauren Michaels. He came in and get this. He didn't even do impressions when he auditioned for SNL. They, they, I think he did that character that he was doing right there, the Italian guy pretending to do stand-up. Casey, Casey, yeah. But... Uh, then he just trained himself to do impressions like in his mid thirties and was like one of the best impressionists I've ever seen. So.
0: Yeah. And the first time I ever saw him was in super bad. And then he just started showing up everywhere. He had a very interesting career in the way he came in later in life and really broke through and and awesome for him and great pick. For me, number seven on my list is somebody that when he's doing stand-up, excuse me for one second while I let my pussy out of the room. I have to let the pussy
1: out. Get out of there. Get out of the room, pussy. I just want to tell people that I'm really hey, sorry that you, I didn't uh, put my list my in order because, because it kind of bothers me that I put Bill Hader at number seven.
0: Place. My number seven on my list is probably the guy that when he's doing stand-up, I talk about this a lot or I said this with a couple people, but when this guy's doing stand-up, And he's on his game. His specials are fucking amazing. And I think everybody's eyes are on him. He's almost like a prophet when he talks. Because I think his perspective is one of the most... I just love his perspective, and I love listening to him talk. I love listening to him bitch. I also think he has one of the funniest comedy voices ever, and he's somebody that exploded out of nowhere because when I first saw him, he also was on Saturday Night Live, but he wasn't really awesome on Saturday Night Live, and when I used to see him, he also was a couple bit parts in some serious movies here and there and some funny movies and stuff, and he's an awful actor, like awful actor, but... Then he just sort of showed up, similar to Louis C.K., where I remembered Louis C.K. in his first uh, first setup when he was more of like the surrealist comic and was very regimented and stuff like that. And then Louis C.K. just shows up out of nowhere and blows you out of the fucking water of, of what he is, learns the tricks that he's known. This guy... Blew me out of the water the first time I saw one of his big specials. like and when watching it He is the greatest stand-up comic of all time He could be number one as easy as he is seven for me But he is number seven on my list and it is this man right here Hopefully my numbers are right and this is actually him it's gonna be someone else (laughs) It's definitely gonna be someone else but number four on I mean not number four number seven on my list is Oh Fucking a fucking a technology is not my friend tonight Number number four seven on my list is... Career.
8: It's not really a job. This is my career. You know, some people have jobs. Chris Rock. Some people have careers. Some of you all in the audience. Some of you all got jobs. Some of you have careers. Now, the people in the audience with careers need to learn to shut the fuck up <laughs> when you're around people with jobs. <laughs> they don't want to hear your career bullshit. Keep that shit to yourself okay don't let your happiness make somebody sad because that's what it does nah nah man but I used to work I used to have a job I used to work at uh, Red Lobster I used to work at Red Lobster and on Queens Boulevard I was um oh I served you good good uh no no I was a I was a dishwasher used to scrape shrimp in the garbage cans and then load up the dishwasher man And that was my real job. I never got a raise, I never got a promotion. They kept me in the back. They kept me back there because I had really fucked up teeth. And they didn't want people to think that shrimp fucked up your teeth. And
4: that's
8: what they do at restaurants. They put the ugliest people in the back. So if you don't like the people in the front, you don't want to see the people in the back. And that was my real job. I wasn't working my way through school. I wasn't working my way and telling jokes. That was my life. 1989, I was scraping shrimp, okay? And people go, Chris, how'd you end up like that? How the fuck did that happen to you? Minimum wage job? I'll tell you exactly how that happened to me. I dropped out of school in the 10th grade. Dropped out in the 10th grade, which is the dumbest thing you could ever fucking do. You know why? Cause when you drop out in the 10th grade, really might as well have dropped out in the second grade.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
4: Why?
8: Because you qualified for the exact
4: same...
0: Seriously, when Chris Rock is talking, he's the greatest stand-up comedian of all time. And I'm not going to say that about other people on my list above me. Like, when he's in the midst of his stuff, like, Tony's like, seven, are you sure, seven? I, I feel kind of bad putting him at seven. I also feel weird putting Chris Rock ahead of Eddie Murphy, but I feel like this is Chris Rock. He's so genuine. He's such a... Like, when he lets this out, he's such a soft-spoken guy in real life. You see him in interviews, you hear him in, like, the uh, interview in Howard's Stern or Mark Maron or whatever, where you really get to hear him breaking down. He's such this like well thought, like thought out individual and stuff like that. But when he goes on stage, it's like he turns the hat around. He turns into this amazing fucking rock star and he just kills it for me. And, and I laugh like no one, no one's fucking business. So fucking amen to Chris Rock check out penny lane phil holy shit penny lane huge super chat donation thank you penny lane you're fucking amazing you're getting some motherfucking spins of the motherfucking wheel and that's my number 7 chris rock so uh so uh i don't know if you have anything you want to add in on chris rock there or get to your number 6
1: oh uh i i do love chris rock uh his his special uh bigger and blacker is is probably I think one of my favorite specials ever, because he's like an all black leather. And he did that special so many times. There's even like a documentary about it where I think they chopped it up and they showed him do this live performance in like purple velvet, black leather, blue velvet suits and stuff like that. And he did it the same way every time. And he just had such a, I mean, Chris Rock is notorious, even amongst comedians as being one of the hardest workers out there. He'll do like over 200 days Of touring a year. And that's like more than what most people do their fucking jobs.
0: And he lives, he lives, he eats, he breathes it. Similar to who isn't on my top ten list, but I gotta give him respect. He's in the he's in the list. Someone like Jerry Seinfeld, who's actually one of his best friends. Like they just constantly are touring. Richard Lewis, too. Uh they're just con like that's exactly what they do. Dave Chappelle is what like they live, but but chris rock you're right uh he goes i was talking about this earlier he'll go in and bomb he'll go into daytime shifts uh daytime uh daytime uh blocks and like just do shit material to work out material he won't give a fuck about bombing excuse me he works hard at this excuse me Mm.
1: He, he really does and uh And his teeth are no longer fucked up, you guys. So he actually—he actually would would be working in the front of that Red Lobster right now.
0: He actually—he gets into that a big time. But yes, Chris Rock is my number seven and could be number one. I uh, got—what did I get? I uh, got—it's a a Joe one, so I gotta spin this again. So I'm just gonna keep spinning until I have to down my beer, Penny Lane. Thank you so much for the super chat donation. You are amazing. Keeping it. Fuck, keeping me going. What is it? Uh, fucking no trumpet or ocarina fun. So I have to do a little. Uh, horn we should play selfie.
1: the song Penny Lane, like at least a little bit of it. Like at least the trumpet part.
0: Boom! <laughs> <laughs> is in my.
1: Is in my.
0: He did it, and, and that's what's interesting. He he'll even say I was copying Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock said at some point in time. I love when uh oh God I fucking Eddie Murphy. The funniest thing Eddie Murphy did in recent years was that, I think it's the first Nutty Professor, the stand-up comedy routine with where uh Dave Chappelle, where he like dresses down Dave Chappelle when he walks into the club and as uh, Buddy Love for the first time. God, oh fuck it. but uh. Chris Rock became his own thing but if if I've heard him say at first I just I wanted to be Eddie Murphy that's what I wanted to do I woke up in the morning I said how can I be Eddie Murphy I, and that's that at least inspired him in that sense in the way that David Letterman wanted to be Johnny Carson and he became his own thing and was his own thing Chris Rock Chris Rock to Eddie Murphy is David Letterman to Johnny Carson they, they were so inspired. Everything they did in some sense was to, to emulate that person that they idolized. And Eddie, you could say Eddie Murphy was like that with Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. And it was like the trickle-down effect and all of that stuff. So
1: and anyway. to, to touch on this, that what you're saying is uh, sort of like emulation, is even George Carlin was saying, he's like, go ahead and absolutely copy the people that you admire. But he's like, because you'll never be them anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll, only, said, you'll only you'll, be yourself doing it.
1: Yeah, you'll, your true self will eventually come through. So it's like, yeah, you might start off kind of doing that. And a lot of comedians, as someone who's done stand-up, they start off with every comedian when I was first doing it was... Go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, no, 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 keep getting... No, you go, give this.
1: <laughs> I just, I saw you pull up this little flute. Was that a flute?
0: Yeah, it's no Korean thing.
1: But, uh... <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. <laughs> I, th- I think that means that we have to go to Mordor. Yes, it does. Um, it,
0: it means the orcs are coming, David. They're coming after yeah. us. doodle Jazz. You play jazz flute? I play jazz flute a little bit. Penny Lane, another one. You get another one. Thank you so much for that super chat. You guys are amazing tonight. But uh, but David, what is your number six?
1: In no particular order, oh, okay. uh, you, 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 I put Bo Burnham.
0: Bo Burnham. Okay, I I am familiar with Bo Burnham. Was not on my list, but uh, tell me what you like about Bo Burnham while I bring up a bit.
1: Well, I Bo Burnham is a notorious, uh, you know, musical comedian, uh, and that that's a rarity that I like. That, but he has a very specific style. He's very doing comedy that makes fun of the structure of comedy, and uh, like. It, I guess you would call it really meta or comedians comedian. and he's so uh, it, he's he's a very intellectual person. I feel sometimes smarter about comedy after I watch him. like if I were to watch any other person's stand-up routine afterwards that I, I could dissect it because he really is. He's kind of like a precision guy coming in there and sort of, you know, uh, cutting through a lot of the bullshit of uh, I guess superficial comedy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, if you think he's going to go one way, he goes another way. Like he has a joke, for example, Phil, where he's like reading a book, like, and he's doing these really crazy wordsmith poems and he's reading the book. And in the middle of it, he just goes like, the book is empty. Why am I lying to you? And then he just puts the empty book on top of his head. And
0: then <laughs> the rest of the jokes. That's funny. That He almost sounds like a musical Stephen Wright, the way you're describing. Yeah.
1: It. Uh, honestly, a little bit of that. There's also a British comedian who does a similar thing to him. I can't remember that guy's name, but, uh, yeah, anyways, go ahead. Play oh, the, uh, Don,
0: someone said Don Rickles at six. Don Rickles is, I think he, he's definitely on my list somewhere. I'm not sure if he's in my top though. So let me play. Sorry.
3: Have you ever thought, man, if only was anybody else at all, they like to kick you when times get rough and you give your all. But it's not enough and sticks and stones might break your bones but words can break your heart but if you don't
0: i will definitely check out more of him but bo burnham someone says uh, a bold choice for an all-time list but he's unique and funny great stuff could have used a lighter or account paper yeah finally found my bottle opener penny lane open that fucking drink oh we're almost to our top five here open your fucking drink teflon says come on man is that weird al i ever heard anything Eli- uh, i almost wanted to put weird al on this list at some point oh
1: like i've been telling people that I I can't even say this is necessarily my all-time list. I mean, that's like saying like I'm never going to like any other comedians in the next 50 years. Um but uh <laughs> I'm
0: done growing as a person. Um but <laughs> this is right now. Yeah, this is right now. Right you're, now you're and attend- also you're no particular david's doing it in no particular order this, yeah this, actually, this, i got like a whole like right i don't da, know if you can yeah. see this D- got David, a whole list here. i'm doing it in my top 10 in order david's doing it in just his 10 picks and then he's going to throw yeah. his top five when we do our combined top five so yes. my number six is uh someone that probably people might think
6: oh. people, suck a bag of dicks
0: people might think might be a little bit higher but let me play this I had. If I had to play one clip from this guy, this is the one I wanted to play. Number six on my list is Lewis That's
6: Interesting. I never heard that before. Total stranger told me to suck a bag of dicks. Like a bag of dicks. A whole bag of them. A bag of them. Whole bag of, a bag.
1: A bag like of dicks. Like edamame shells. Yeah, like like. Wait. He
6: was angry. He didn't yeah. just you know suck a bag of dicks. Like bag of
10: dicks.
6: Oh, suck a bag of dicks to you too, sir. Thank you very much. Yes. It's a lovely day for sucking several bags of dicks. <laughs> now, what happened was I, I cut him off in traffic. It was just one of those things where I just... I had to get in, and no one was in my car to judge me, and I just fucking, you know... <laughs> just decided, he's not me, so I don't care what happens to him, and I just cut him off. It was just a shitty thing to do. <laughs> and it was bad, because he was coming fast, because he didn't imagine in a million years someone could be that big of an asshole... And so when I did it, he had to slam on his brakes, and his dog went poof in the windshield. It was really very bad, very
0: bad. <laughs> We've got then. This goes on. He, he, he takes that to the ultimate extent. The reason why Louis C.K. is so high on my list, I think he is fucking hilarious, and I think he is. The amount of material that he writes, he is just prophet, pro, uh, prophetic or whatever you wanna say. However, that word, whatever word I'm trying to say, that you know the word I'm trying to say. He has so many, he like he made it this point to write a new hour of hilarious material every year for like four years and just kept going. Uh, do I, would I, and Tony was saying, no way is funnier than Eddie Murphy, and Madden agrees with that. Is Raw for me funnier than the funniest, uh, the funniest. Uh, Louis C.K. hour of comedy for me it is personally but as a collection of years of being a stand-up comedian I I have to put Louis C.K. higher he just he just has such a body of material the way he writes a joke the way he explodes a joke the way he expands it is almost I think he's the spiritual successor in comedy right now to what Carlin was he's he's yeah. as close to Carlin as we have right now in what he does And that's, and that's why, and Louis CK, I I am a huge fan. I've seen him live a bunch of times, makes me laugh uh, a great deal.
1: And uh, to only further your point home, Louis CK is pretty high up on my list. Uh, Just because his name always comes to mind when I think of top comedians, I always put him in there right now because um, for similar reasons to you, the guy, when I first watched him would make me like, you know, like bust a gut, fucking laughing. You know, I know a lot of his stand-up specials by by heart and by like name, like you know, his uh, uh, "Shameless," uh, which is the one big breakout one he did in two thousand six. The same year that Dane Cook did that uh, "Vicious Circle" one, that went like double platinum or something. And uh, it's also the same like the year after "Lucky Louie" ended. Lucky Louie, yeah. And so it was like a really big turnaround for him. And then he also had the the oh my god one. There was enough. I know he has fucking other ones. I'm just blanking because I'm thinking too of too many other things. Uh, He had 2017 that he recently did. But he emulates George Carlin in the sense that he admired George Carlin for the fact that he would scrap his act every year, and so he made it a, a conscious effort to try to write a new hour of material every single year because. CK even said, like, for the first 15 years of his stand-up career, once he got a tight 10, which is, like, a really solid 10 minutes you do on a Tonight Show or something, he did the same 10 minutes for, like, 15 years. And he said, I just hated my life. I could think about my taxes and where I wanted to go on vacation while I was doing my jokes. I didn't even give a shit. And by forcing himself to write, to scrap all of his best stuff every single year, it actually made him a better comedian it made him try harder, it made him come up with more relative stuff, and it made him more introspective and uh, a better comedian.
0: Absolutely, so, so you, Louis C.K. is on your list? Yes. So, I'll, We'll just take him off, uh, so you don't have to mention him again. We'll have him be your number five. We'll say Louis C.K. too, and let's play a little yeah. bit more Louis C.K.
6: The um, worst okay. part is when you cut people off, they, they don't vanish, they're behind you now. So, <laughs> I'm looking back and he's like, fuck us! he's so mad. And he keeps trying to get next to me because he just wants to see my fucking face. He's just done. He's like, I gotta see this cocksucker now. I gotta see the fucking face of the piece of shit that just did that to me. And I keep cutting him off because I don't want him to see. I'm ashamed of what I did.
0: <laughs> so let's see what the li- <laughs> let's see let's see what the live chat says. Uh, Murphy beats me in stand up and movies. And as we said, this is one of those things that this stand up comedy arguments could be made for any of those. That's what's amazing about comedy. It's everyone's gonna ha- take things a little bit differently. Tony's saying that uh, Lucy K is a little dry dry for them. Steph's not the biggest Lucy C K fan either uh she's she's he wouldn't be on her top list She's like really you are really like K that much i'm like yeah i really do but uh but ck is more like paul Mo- i i definitely see ck is a lot like paul mooney the the way he, the way he sounds out a joke wordsmith really breaking it down going over and over again paul mooney is uh where, where is he? he's he's number 27 on my list i, lo- I love paul I, mooney back especially in his prime paul, Mo- paul mooney was fucking hilarious
1: i there, here's one thing i'm sorry but i have to dis this is one thing I will say I disagree on is I think Paul Mooney is quite insufferable and (laughs) maybe that's just him as a person and not his comedy. Uh, The only comedy I'm familiar with him doing is I've seen like, not to say that's not all of his stuff is funny. I've seen like five, 10 minute chunks of his stuff that I really enjoyed, but like, I don't know. To me, he seems he makes race such a big issue in every single like interview that he does and any single sit-down like discussion with other comedians that he does that I just can't stand it. It just kills me. But hey, he was great on uh, The Chappelle Show.
0: And let's go. Lady Warrior says, yes, I drink wine every once in a while. We got Paul Mooney uh, as a black Eye bid on Chappelle's show was great, says Lady Warrior. Uh, yeah, that's what Jane Madden says as well. Bill Burr, I think from your neck of the woods. Tony says, I respect your opinion, but I have to disagree about uh, about the Eddie thing uh, or they're having the uh, the Eddie discussion in there. Saying what Eddie has done lately is asking what Prince Elvis, MJ, the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Madonna have done lately. They cemented their place and it's done, says Tony. Very good. <laughs> very good point, Tony. About, about uh, like when someone. <laughs> (laughs) Is a start because I I would go that too when someone does something because no one tries to necessarily take away Steve Martin and what Steve Martin did in comedy because he decided to stop doing it. Uh, because he decided to go, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Everyone still goes, Steve Martin was the best comic in that era and what he was doing. And, uh, I mean, even to the point where he's uh, number one, number 11 on my stuff. And Mooney did write a lot of Richard Pryor's stuff for whatever it's worth. Uh, oh, did he really? Yeah, he had a, he had a big part. He was, he was a big writer for Pryor. Uh, I forgot about that, but good information there, Tony. So my number five, to get into my number five list, let's go to uh, number, number five on this list. Let's see. Let's see if this is the right number Uh, nothing else needs to be said but but hear this guy's voice
7: what a night (laughs) what a bullshit artist huh (laughs) now i tell you i'm all right now but last week i was a rough shape you know last week i made love to an inflatable girl now i got an inflatable guy looking for me (laughs) i'll tell you what girls i never had any luck i'm not a sexy guy my dog found out we look alike he killed himself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I know I'm not sexy. In high school, I was voted most likely to masturbate. <laughs> That's
4: okay. Number me. one, one-liner. My, yeah.
7: my wife, she was afraid of the dark. She saw me naked, now she's afraid of the light. Well, my wife, I never got a break. We made a rule we only smoke after sex. I got the same pack now since 1975. <laughs> and my wife, she's up to three packs a day. <laughs> it's all right, okay. That's all right, baby. All right, all right. That's okay. Look out, uh, you kid! My wife, It'll my wife. F- he
1: just goes like. Yeah, my wife likes to talk after sex, so she called me from a motel room.
0: (laughs) And, okay, Rodney Dangerfield, a couple of people might think I have Rodney too high. I just think he's collectively one of the funniest people ever to walk the earth. Again, like, similar to Joan Rivers, he didn't even need to uh, talk, or he, he didn't even need to, he didn't even need to, didn't even matter what he said. He gets up there, and the way he looks is just funny. Rodney Dangerfield started off his career as a part of a comedy duo and failed. And then he wrote jokes for a lot of people. And he, he was the guy that was behind the scenes writing jokes for a whole generation of comics in around New York City that were working around that period of time. But he never performed. And then eventually he finally uh, pushed and and tried one more time and, and that ended up being Rodney, the Rodney that we knew and he crafted his act. I know it's, again, rudimentary, these one-liner jokes and stuff, but David said it during it. I think he's the best one-liner comic. I think he is a comedian's comedian. If you asked a lot of comics who they thought the funniest guy in the world, most people would probably say Rodney Dangerfield. He just has – and he did so much for so many other comedians and bringing them up and discovering them and cared and went out of his way to just help people out, people – Eddie Murphy, uh, fucking Sam Kinison, Joel Hudgensen, uh, the mystery Times The 3000 guy. like uh, the list goes on like everyone lo- like loved Rodney and he just this is Rodney. he lived, breathed, he had a heart attack and st- like he got sick similar to Pryor who may or may not still be coming on my list. Like, didn't care, like, after he got sick, would, like, have a heart attack or have problems, and Carlin, too, and have, like, health problems, and then, like, leave the hospital and go right back up on stage and just be this funny fucking bastard. I was one wondering-
1: yeah, he also was notorious in his old age. Like, I think he died at, like, 86 or something so, like that. Something,
0: something like that. And and he and was in really bad health at the end, but he'd still just go out and slay people. He
1: he would go out in a, apparently naked, but with just a bathrobe on. Yeah,
0: he go, yeah I heard that on Amer- Like, I'm talking about that on Amer- <laughs>
1: That's and that's just crazy the fact that he would go and just be like hey yeah uh, you know and like he would turn and everyone would just see his dick and balls yeah he's <laughs> just like to telling his one liner jokes yeah.
0: he did he didn't care and he did a few movies that were funny but he was the movies were never really what it was about with him it's it he was a stand up comedian now let's let's listen to a little bit more Rodney before we move on I
7: found out she was right <laughs> that's destroying my life no respect. No, good, respect. No, respect no, respect. no respect no respect no
0: respect
10: bad respect
7: respect. Uh, when I was a kid Halloween my old man dressed me as a hydra and took me to a dog show (laughs) (laughs) what a child I had my whole family were drunks when I was missing they put my picture in a bottle of scotch
0: and and, and that's the thing and that's the thing okay David it's it's a lot of these people are, you know, they're telling stories of their real life and stuff. Rodney is crafting these one-liner jokes, which one-liner jokes, even the funniest people, someone like Seinfeld, who's good at crafting one-liner kind of jokes. And, but he just doesn't make me laugh, you know, like laugh in that way. There's just something about what Rodney was able to uh, burn out of these one-liners. And, and that's, why he's so, that's why I think he deserves a place in my top five anyways. Uh, Rodney fucking Dangerfield
1: yeah he's he's great yeah sorry i'm just i'm just thinking
7: about my uncle's dying wish he wanted me on his lap he was in the electric chair <laughs> and it's like nonstop. stop it's da- all right we'll work it out people will work it out it, t-
1: it was a war of attrition with comedy with him yeah. like he would just battering ram you until you laughed like he got everybody in the crowd on his side there's not one person in that crowd who yeah. wasn't laughing
0: you're, yeah you're not in uh, people were saying that like you could do those one liners for a good hour yeah you just had so many of them Tony's like yeah Rodney you gotta love him. you just can't not love Rodney Dangerfield as a stand-up comedian I, I challenge any Anyone to sit there and not laugh at Rodney Dangerfield doing his thing and it's whether it's in a movie I love the movie Ladybugs him he especially when he's working off somebody else him and Jack A have like an excellent chemistry in that movie and if you haven't watched it in a while the two of them come off as like a comedy duo they're fucking hilarious in that movie and and of course Caddyshack Caddyshack Back to School like those three Wally Sparks man but like for for, for movies I think Ladybugs still holds up because it's cheesy at times like the Jonathan Brandish shit sucks but anything with Rodney and Jack A is fucking hilarious in that movie and uh, Caddyshack one of an an all-time great performance by Rodney and Back to School is uh, fucking amazing and Sam Kinison most people that know Sam Kinison know know Sam Kinison from that role in Back to School
1: uh the movie Ladybugs was actually produced by the guy who was my production teacher. Oh, really? In Oklahoma,
0: really? I actually like Steph. That's one of Stephanie and I's like guilty pleasure. We fucking love that movie. It's fucking good, good movie.
1: Yep, great. Gray Fredrickson produced the Godfather movies, and he was on his way down, but Rodney was still really great in that. And
0: <laughs> yeah, and as a kid, I had a huge crush on. Uh, on the the jonathan brandis's girl like like the first time i saw him like i was like oh it's just, she's so dreamy dude that is but anyways okay i'm digressing so uh who would be number four your de facto number four david let's see
1: um i i, I have someone listed but i'm just gonna change uh directions here just yep. so people get off my
0: ass <laughs> uh Dave Chappelle. Oh, interesting. Uh, can, I, can I tell you something? Mm. Um, My number four is also Dave Chappelle. So uh, so w- let's play a little bit of Chappelle, and then, we'll, do some we'll, Shakespeare. And then we'll talk I'm about it. Sure, him. that fucked this day up.
6: You're not going to have a normal day if the homeless dude busting on your forehead at 8.30 in the morning. That's <laughs> a wrap on the rest of the day. <laughs>
1: Comedy special called For What It's Worth.
6: That was freaking it. out. It burns. Oh, oh, oh. Everyone was standing around looking at him. Even the homeless dude felt bad. I guess he was finished, he came back to his senses.
1: This is my stop.
0: Oh, I, I I thought I had more. I thought I captured more of it, more of that. But Chappelle, he's just he's so prophetic with material, too. He just keeps up coming up more. He has so many amazing comedy specials in his two new ones on Netflix. He's still fucking hilarious. His appearance on Saturday Night Live, the monologue, which was basically stand up bit is unbelievable. He was on this award show that I was watching a little bit, too. Dave Chappelle is probably for me right now, the funniest guy working. This is for whatever it's worth. Dave Chappelle at number four is the f- and this isn't a spoiler I guess it's a spoiler alert for my top 3. He's the funniest guy a lot funniest stand-up c- comic alive for me. And he is still working, uh still funny, still making material and still the most hilarious guy on the planet. Fucking Dave Chappelle, dude. Uh David D-
1: Dave Chappelle um when I first started watching the Chappelle show, it was at the time I wasn't supposed to be watching it cuz when it was on uh, I think it, it was in 2003. So I would have been like a preteen or a teenager, early teenager. And it, it, it was really crass humor, but my older brother, Nathan was watching it. And I think the first thing I ever saw Dave Chappelle do was the, the keeping it real. So he was like, and that's when keeping it real goes wrong, you know, like, and, uh, Like, it showed, like, the guy was shitting on, like, he was shitting on a toilet, and then they did that, like, let's take a look at that in slow motion. Like, I I don't know, like, that shit killed me. The Rick James skit, (laughs) like, I don't know, he just had some of the funniest stuff, and I'll say this, if you have not seen it, everybody's seen, I think, For What It's Worth, or if you haven't, you need to see For What It's Worth. It's one of the best comedy specials out there, Um, just nonstop jokes. Um, he has that one. What's the one? From, kill, uh, is it kill, live from San Francisco? Yeah, it's
0: like, "Killing Me Softly" too. "Killing that's, Me Softly." That's, that's what. Fucking, it is. That's fucking amazing. That's that that's maybe amazing. my that's maybe my favorite one. I think I think "Killing Me Softly" is the one with uh, like yeah, I bought I the bought weed. The yeah, corner. the baby. Yeah, the but and then there's a baby walking down the street selling me weed. Yeah, I'm selling weed, just <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, Timo, Timo popped in. Hey guys, just popping in. Don't know how long you guys will be streaming, but wanted to drop in and give us a ten dollars super chat donation. And oh, by the way, uh, uh f- fuck it, Penny, Penny Lane. Or uh, you got for you got. I gotta do give you push ups at some point later. And I bite of a sandwich, which I've taken several bites of the sandwich. Timo, here's your spin. Of course, do I even need to look? It's gonna end up on drink. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Dave Chappelle, fucking amazing. It's hard not to talk about. Talk, just not to not to fangirl about how amazingly funny Dave Chappelle is. I think of my generation. It's for me. It didn't. Des- it started with his stand up, then seeing Half Baked, then eventually the Chappelle Show, uh, then seeing him pop up in different movie roles, then everything that happened, but still following him, there- f- following his comedy. He he's j- again. He's just the funniest guy on the planet for right right now for me.
1: I've also got to say is that there was a period, like nineteen 1995- ninety. Uh, in 1996, I know a lot of the specific dates and weird shit, random stuff, Uh, Dave Chappelle did this 30-minute Comedy Central think. uh, (laughs) 30-minute Comedy Central uh, stand-up routine, and it was one of the funniest 30-minute sets I've ever seen. It was comparable to, like, Louis C.K.'s HBO 30-minute, like, thing that it it was, like, night, or light after dark, or whatever it was called. Um, And, uh, Ironically, it was actually filmed the same time or back to back as Patton Oswalt's like big uh, Comedy Central thirty-minute special that I first really saw him do his stand-up, and they both are some of the funniest. Like it's like some of the funniest thirty-minute blocks of comedy you'll ever see back to back, and it's you can find them on YouTube. It's it's amazing. Dave Chappelle, nineteen ninety-six Comedy Central. Let's get and watch it.
0: Getting the live chat. Lifelong Cannibals enthusiast. Never half naked Bill Hicks. Better be top three, says Suzuki. Yet, yeah, she's Timo. One of the best. Timo, FOP, MVP. Felicia's always having a sandwich, uh. even though she enjoys being paying. Lots of love going on in the live motherfucking chat. If you're joining us at a later date, please subscribe to the channel. Join us live when we live stream for all this fun. We're usually on Sunday evenings and Fridays are definite than a few other times throughout the week. But definitely always enjoy us always come back and enjoy the fun on Sunday evenings. So since both of our number 4 was Dave Chappelle, uh let's get to our top 3 here. So uh so top 3 is uh, and I know David it's a little different for you because uh like like uh, yours aren't in a necessary order. So uh what is your number 3 in this situation right now?
1: Um my number 3 uh, was Louis C K, which Louis we C.K. did yeah. earlier. Yeah, okay. So we talked about. But Louis if, C.K. I were, if I were going up, let me. Uh, yeah, what is your
0: ne- what is your next one? Your next one in your top ten that you would uh, that you haven't said yet.
1: Uh, this I should have put him up in my top ten, and I'll go ahead and say
0: him now. Uh, Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. So I think I do have. Uh, do I have any Jim Jeffries? Uh, no, I I don't, but, uh, but, uh, tell me about Jim Jeffries. Okay.
1: Jim Jeffries is an Australian, uh, comic. He is extremely crass. I would call him the Bill Burr of Australia. (laughs) Um, and he, he's so fucking funny. He's had so many amazing comedy specials and he's putting them out fairly regularly. Like that's every two or three years, he comes out with a comedy special and, uh, he did the first one I ever saw was I think Alcoholicost, and and then he uh he did one called Bear and then he did one uh, another one called like oh uh, sorry you have I'm trying to like think of these specials off the top of my head Oh no, no
0: that, that that's fine. contraband that uh, we have one contraband, right yeah, and yeah this is a little bit from contraband
9: My holiday destinations <laughs> you can't drink there, it's not really a fucking holiday, <laughs> Fucking coming out, fucking drinking. Who are you people? You're out here, and they've given us all plastic cups like we're fucking kids. <laughs> and you have to spend £3.50 for a pint in Britain and they serve it to you in plastic. Well let's be honest, you British people aren't responsible enough for glass, are you? <laughs> when she came back? You know what You happen when you get glass? One of you gets angry, don't you? One of you will smash the glass against the bar, shove a shot of glass into someone else's
0: face. <laughs> it's very funny. People in the live chat, I did find special joy so Freedom, engage, yeah. Engage your with Jonas brother. Uh, I, uh, people say he's very good when I'm in top 10, but he's funny, says j Madden Felicia says, ooh, I fucking love Jim Jeffries. Good pick. Don't forget. So uh, let's get to next on my list, which is my number three. And uh, for me, it's this big three right here. And it's hard to, hard to match these three. But, uh, but so number three on my list
7: is this guy. Damn. A little sip of Perrier here. I had to stop drinking alcohol because I used to wake up nude and hood of my car with my keys in my ass. <laughs> Not a good thing. Hi, right, can I help you? No, thanks. It's just flooded. I'll be okay.
4: <laughs>
7: beautiful, baby. Beautiful. Yeah because you're sucked into drinking beer by believing it's a healthy thing all these beer commercials usually show big men manly men doing manly things you've just killed a small animal it's time for a light beer <laughs> why not have a realistic beer commercial what's the realistic thing about beer where you go it's five o'clock in the morning you've just pissed on a dumpster it's miller time <laughs>
0: i could have played a million Rob williams Clips Because his mind worked at a million miles an hour. I know some people do. There is the Rob Williams stole jokes type of thing. I recommend listening to the Mark Marin Rob Williams interview to hear him like also, be faced with that stuff. He, he purposely didn't go see people after a certain point because he said, I honestly, and I believe him when he says that he couldn't control himself. If he watched someone, he absorbed it. And then when he was going at a million miles an hour, shit would just come out sometimes i talked about Dave Chappelle being the funniest guy alive. I think Robin Williams is the funniest guy to ever live uh, as just a natural funny guy. And stand-up comedy was one of the many things he did great. And and he was the third best stand-up comic in the world for me. And uh, his stand-up, he also just did so many great specials, the way he talked about his personal life and brought things into it. He is funny in any time. You put Robin Williams in fucking 1863 – Funny. You put him in the year 2178 funny. Anytime you put that guy in, he's going to find what's funny and make it funny. Robin Williams. I fucking miss you. Yeah. You're funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, I, uh, I think he was one of the people that I've even said for like the longest time that if I ever wanted to emulate somebody's career, it would absolutely be that because everything that he did He was proficient in, you know, is similar to kind of like an Eddie Murphy, where, you know, proficient stand up comedian, amazing. His mind, nobody had a delivery like him. And if, if he stole somebody's jokes, those jokes did not come out the exact same nope. way that he heard them.
0: No, no, and it was it was someone feeling someone feeling like uh, salty that he did it be- did something better in a different way. And but to go on your point, killed TV and Mork and Mindy killed stand up, destroyed in movies as both a dramatic and a and a uh, and a comedic actor, killed yes. on stage, killed uh, and then went back to stand up comedy because he really loved it. That's the difference between him and Eddie from a career standpoint is he could never get away from the stage. And he even was great on, like, when he showed up on Whose Line Is It Anyways, to just, like, oh, yeah. do improv and shit. Like, like anything he did that required him to be funny, interviews that he did on, on uh, any place that he showed up. He was on Letterman, he was the best guest. He just, fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, by the way, a shout, kind of a shout out to a friend of mine uh, out in Los Angeles. He's an amazing impressionist. And his name is Jamie Costa. Uh, C-O-S-T-A, all right? And uh, and Jamie spelled like Jamie Lannister. And uh, so Jamie Costa, he does the best, 100%, the best Robin Williams impression since the man himself. Uh, and I don't say that lightly because it, it like warmed my heart to know that that voice could still be out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if he wasn't able to do the stand-up that he's able to do, just knowing that somebody could perfect that voice to where we might still have that voice somewhere
0: yeah i i also heard recently uh like in a couple of interviews dana carvey does a pretty good robin williams as well and he has like a similar energy so robin williams is uh, like in in a couple people are saying in the live on the fucking chat and it's true too i don't even want to get into all the great acting performances that robin williams gave us he was an exceptional shakespearean level talent of actor he got into juilliard he just he had such like every he was just so amazing movies like the fisher king awakenings whatever like anything he did he was, he was amazing but he was no this guy a <laughs> eating occurred some way no he's not on the list there but, but spidey, people were asking about dice
6: he said, hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? Oh!
0: Oh no no! Dice isn't a, Dice isn't in the top. Why Why are you here, Dice? Okay. My, is Dice. This my favorite one. No, no, it's little boy Blue. He needed the money. But Robin Williams, a oh, fucking amazing. So, sorry for Sorry for the Dice. I have a couple of other honorable mentions. 50. Oh. No, not Dice. I'm kidding. I'm just. This is transitioning to the top three. That fucking whore.
1: Imagine if Christopher Walken played Andrew Dice's dad in a movie.
0: He needed the money. Oh, sorry. Someone was saying something about Dice, and I had an audio clip. He's not in the top list. So here we go, uh, David. What is your? What would be your number two? Let's see here. Uh Patton Oswald. Okay, of course, Patton Oswald. Let me play a little bit of Patton Oswald and then
1: By I- the way, for people who get Patton Oswald, that little tagline underneath my name that you've all probably been like, what the fuck is that underneath there? That's one of my favorite stand-up bits that Patton Oswalt ever did. When I first saw him, his stand-up special, "No Reason to Complain," Stella D'Oro Breakfast Treats. Watch
0: that clip. <laughs> so this is a clip of so uh, for, uh, it's a Christmas. Or I forget what this one is. The best, the funniest thing Patton Oswalt ever saw. Oh Los yeah. Los
5: Angeles at Christmas time
0: is beautiful.
5: It is beautiful. You know why? Everybody leaves. <laughs> the city just empties out. There's no traffic. It's quiet. It's like I am legend, but you can get a sandwich. It's (laughs) perfect. It was Christmas Eve, 1996. And what movie had just opened up? Jerry Maguire. Yeah, 1996. My brother and I are drinking at a bar off Hollywood Boulevard. Eight o'clock rolls around. We are wasted. And I my brother goes, Hey, we oughta should go see a movie. And I say, Capital Capital Ideal, sport Sport vomit. Vomit. (laughs) So we go down the street to see Jerry Maguire, which was playing at the now closed Galaxy Multiplex, the crappiest theater in LA. Who wants to see a choppy print of anaconda in a room full of meth addicts popcorn farts? Well, come on (laughs) now to the galaxy where the glamour of Hollywood gets peed on nightly. So... (laughs) We see Jerry Maguire's playing. I'm like, I love Cameron Crowe. Matt, let's go see Jerry Maguire. My brother goes, All right. So we go in. My brother and I, we're sitting together. And then there's eight other people, all by themselves. <laughs> They're alone on Christmas Eve, and maybe they were thinking, "I'll go see this Tom Cruise movie, get a little glimmer of hope, a little beacon of optimism for the new year." Who knows? So we're watching the movie. I kind of liked it. No, I thought it was pretty good. I liked that That's movie. That's a pretty good movie. My brother Cuba Cuba's to me, really good in it. He hated it, and I mean. <laughs> He is sitting there, grinding his molars, didn't make a peep, just sat there, Just piece of shit, just didn't, <laughs> didn't say anything <laughs> to the very end of the movie. There's that final scene when Tom Cruise comes running back to Renee Zoe. Remember that? He gives that whole beautiful speech about, I wanted to be with my wife, and I love you, and all this thing. And then she goes, you had me, and hello. <laughs> and it's really, now, watch the scene again. In the middle of Tom Cruise's speech... There's this sudden, dramatic pull into his face. Mm -hmm. And there's tears in his eyes. And he says, We live in a cynical world. (laughs) And that's when
0: my brother went... It's, Patton Oswald, great guy very funny guy I'm very happy for him that he's uh like finding more places I don't necessarily love the show the Goldbergs but I watch it to support Patton Oswalt and uh and I he's 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 a very funny fucking guy and and I, I respect him being in your top 10 he wouldn't be in my top 10 David but I I definitely respect him being cuz he he's a, he's one of the that a very funny guy very funny guy
1: yeah I I will say Pat Oswalt also was a writer on the show *The King of Queens*, and he played Spence Olchin on *The King of Queens*. And that's where I guess I technically was first exposed to him. And I thought he was a goofy, you know, character. I thought he was a funny actor, and he's actually a really good actor, if given the opportunity. This is my- um, yeah, no,
0: he can, he can be a good but- actor. He can be a good actor too, as he- as most comedians are. It's weird, like comedians can't usually can be good actors. Well, because they in their
1: comedy, they're used to telling their dark stories in a comedic way, but they also come from real life dark places that they've had time to reflect on. So when they're able to tap into that, like Robin Williams, when he tapped into that kind of darkness and in his in himself, he would come out with these beautiful acting performances, and they really ring true. They feel very real. And it, it, comedians are not naturally the most handsome, or You know they don't have necessarily the best voice or or the best you know look or cadence, but they just feel real. No, just connect to them.
0: Like I said, I wouldn't necessarily put him there, but he's definitely a very funny guy. So get to my number two, and I know David, you're you're not in any particular order too. So my number two is the God. It's tough. One and two could really be either or. This guy. A lot of people. This guy is probably the. It's like the. The two godfathers of stand-up comedy right here. My number one and my number two. The two greatest stand-up comedians of all time. And today it could be this guy or tomorrow it could be this guy. And it's it just happens to be that and this is the way it goes for me uh, today. My number two favorite stand-up comedian is... But they
9: gave me uh, the wrong dressing room. Is this guy. And I couldn't find any place to put my stuff. And I don't know how you are, but I need a place to put my
8: stuff. So that's what I've been doing back there just trying to find a place for my stuff. You know how important that is? That's the whole that's the whole meaning of life, isn't it? Trying to find a place for your stuff. That's all your house is. Your house is just a place for your stuff. place for your stuff. If you didn't have so much goddamn stuff, you wouldn't need a house. No. Don't need the you stuff. You just walk around all the time. That's all your house is. It's a pile of stuff with a cover on it. You see that when you take off in an airplane and you look down and you see everybody's got a little pile of stuff. Everybody's got their own pile of stuff. Own pile of stuff. when you leave your stuff, you got to lock it up. Wouldn't want somebody to come by and take some of your stuff. They always take the good stuff. They don't bother with that crap you're saving. Ain't nobody interested in your fourth grade arithmetic papers. They're looking for the good stuff. That's all your house is, it's a place to keep your stuff while you go out and get more stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now if num- my number 1 and 2 and I heard someone else intellectualize this, so I'm going to steal it. If if my number 1 is the heart of stand-up comedy, like the the head and the heart of stand-up comedy, the true essence of openness and amazingness. George Carlin in some ways is the exploration of words and no one explored words and cadences and, and just, and just had so much fun in it, like bathing in it, like jerking off in it, rubbing it on his uh, dick and using it as KY to do so. Like he fucking loved words and it was what meant everything to him. and and it's both him and my number 1 both had similar starts to their career where they were both uh sort of trying to do something and then busted out of it and became themselves and carlin it's hard for me to say carlin couldn't be number 1 on my list he he's just he is stand up comedy and along with yeah. my number 1 he that's that's the best way i can say it he is stand up comedy number 2 he, george carlin
1: yeah he he resonates he I think he might be truly like one of the most impactful stand-up comedians that has ever existed and he he has continued to be among people's favorites to have such poignant yep. stand-up points that you I can watch things that he did 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago and be like he said it in the most articulate way possible. It still pertains to today because he kept things vague. He didn't talk over- overtly about politicians, like specific names. He didn't talk about specific He talked about bills. the system,
0: how, how fucked the, the, si- fuck the system was. and these
1: Philosophies, yep. uh, styles, generalizations, things that people will forever continue to come across in their day-to-day lives, how people treat one another, the absurdity of life and everything. And he's amazing. I, I think... When we lost him, we lost a voice that, if he existed now, it honestly could have changed the world.
0: Right, I agree. And and ultimately, excuse me too. He didn't want to be an actor. I mean, he popped up in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and he's going to be missed in the Bill and Ted Three. And uh, I hope they find a way to incom- to to pay him uh, even more respect and he was in he popped up in like Kevin Smith film and here and there in bit roles but he really was about being out there and being being a preacher for his philosophy, like a philosophizer. Rufus, you're such a philosophizer. He is a fucking philosophizer and deserves and could, like I said, could easily be number one. I, I went back and forth with number one, number two, but ultimately uh, he succumbed to the, the heart. But we'll, I'll talk about my number one in a second. But uh, who would be, who would be uh, the last person on your top ten that you haven't named yet? Oh man, uh, and, I, and I know it might not be like as relevant because uh, it might be your number ten or something. But again, David's not doing his in order. Uh,
1: Bill Burr. Oh, Bill
0: Burr. Okay, give me one second. Let me play a fucking second of Bill Burr here, uh, because I do have Bill Burr, and I think Bill Burr is one of the funniest guys working right now, and one of the fastest personalities and fastest minds in comedy. And I, and as a podcaster and as someone that like for whatever I do as a sit down. Per person and uh, Bill Bill Burr, his mind is just so fucking quick, and and also as someone he's been Breaking Bad, and and he's just he's had you're talking about people's careers. Like I'm envious of Bill Burr's career. Like he popped up, he was fucking up Breaking Bad. That son of a fucking bitch. But let's listen to a few seconds of Bill Burr.
5: Nice to be here in uh, Philadelphia. I took your Maybe. subways today. I give the urine smell, and I give it an eight. <laughs> most disgusting shit i've ever smelled in my life was there a f- nobody scrubs those things man? They're fucking i kept looking around
0: it smelled so bad so someone was peeing next to me it's on the stairs it's on the platform it's in the i think he's keeping alive that sort of like like if if i if i was in an audience i would love if bill burr ragged on me it would make me feel happy like if he's, if he's picking on you, he has one of those innate abilities and some people are really good at that. We all have a friend that can do this, whether they're a fucking, uh, mega maniacal dick wad. I have a friend that's like a fucking total dick wad, but he's like so charismatic at parties that when he rips you down, everyone laughs at him because he's fucking funny. He's funny. He can't, I can't help it. He's a fucking shithead. He really is. I'm not saying Bill Burr is a shithead, but this kid is a fucking shithead, but he's funny when he does it so he can get away with ragging on you he comes into the room hey look at you you piece of shit what are you doing over here oh i want to rape your uncle hey, I pay, keep, let's fuck your uncle and he does it and he gets away with it everyone's like oh you're so funny man <laughs> and bill burr is one of those guys that like he just gets he can just like get away with saying some fucking shit that other people can't get away with saying
1: yeah he's honestly it's weird he kind of has in a sim- similar to like Ricky Gervais, he's kind of like a guy. He's like a Boston version of an English comic, where, you know, he's he's got a lot of quick wit. He can bounce off the audience really well. Like hecklers hardly hurt him. If anything, they only boost his points. Yeah, he and help
0: them. him dealing with hecklers. He's one of the best ever to deal with hecklers.
1: It's some. He was a person who was, uh, as I look to say, like he was born to be angry, and it's like he he makes being angry not seem so bad yeah yeah and I I can't tell you personally I mean a lot of these guys have done it I just haven't got a chance to say it but these people that we're naming they have gotten me through some of the hardest times in my fucking life and by making me laugh at at things that I didn't think I could ever laugh at um taking you to places that you didn't (laughs) think you'd ever go to mentally and even think about and then make you find the humor in it and the absurdity of it and make you kind of honestly appreciate life more for the goofiness that it has.
0: No, very, very, very true. And I I just got to get to it. Bill Burr. Excellent. And great, great comedian would definitely, I think Bill Burr is number 21 on my list. So I, I, Bill Burr is in that, in that group for me. I wouldn't put him in my top 10, but I think Bill Burr is exceptionally funny and I can't say anything bad. Get, like Same with Patton Oswalt. I can't say anything bad about him as a comedian. I wouldn't put him in my top 10, but I think he's fucking funny as a son of a bitch. But my number one, obviously, if uh, Carlin was number two, we know what my number one is. My number one is the funniest guy to ever grace the microphone, the most honest comedian ever to live, the man that could take tragedy and turn it into fucking gold an amazing actor that gave us some excellent movies some of my favorite comedic actor movies set the standard for comedians to come after him so many comedians emulate this guy a whole generation of comedy uh emulate what this guy was able to bring the most relaxed man ever to be on stage and one of the greatest physical comics ever uh and like i said his comedic mood Uh, movies were so good for me we didn't get an exceptional amount of them but in the era that they lived capping out with movies like the toy uh, Brewster's millions uh, even his part in Superman 3 Brewster's millions is probably my favorite him and John Candy Uh, incredible a great actor just a great a great actor but what he really was was a stand-up comic and no matter what happened to him in his life he came out and he talked about it and he made it funny He always made this shit funny, and it didn't matter. And, I mean, he had a stroke. He still came out in a fucking wheelchair and kept having to do comedy because he was comedy. He is the ultimate stand-up comedian, the funniest guy to ever fucking live uh, on a stage with a microphone in his hand. And that is, of course, the great motherfucking Richard fucking Pryor.
7: You know, I ain't afraid of you, you know. You ain't no movie star to me. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. I'm your friend. What you gonna do?
0: Just to go in, this is him talking to Jim Brown about getting sober. What you gonna do?
6: The pipe said,
0: don't listen. (laughs) The pipe said don't trying to fuck with you, Rich. (laughs) Jim,
6: I am a man. There ain't no doubt about that but what you gonna do? (laughs) And Jim kept saying that to me all through the hall. What you gonna do? Leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) That's what I'm gonna do. I'm getting the fuck away from you so I don't have to hear what you gonna do. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Now leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) What you gonna do? What you gonna do? So Jim almost got me to the hospital. But he had to go somewhere, like to home to eat. And I was in the room with the pipe. And the pipe said, hey, Rich, Jim's gone. And it don't matter how many times you break them motherfuckers, you go out and buy a new one. I'm talking about it's an addiction. It's a monster. It's pitiful, because I end up on the floor looking for shit (laughs) at my house, I remember. Oh, well, let me smoke this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I could play more Pryor. Pryor is a weird thing. People are saying, uh, a couple people saying they couldn't get into Pryor. Pryor is also a generational thing. You had, it, in a sense, be, be alive in the time period that Pryor was doing what he was doing and see what ground he was breaking and pushing and the boundaries by what he was talking about. I think Pryor would still be funny at any time, but ultimately he would he his comedy would be different if he was still alive making comedy now he would adapt get even like ch- change and whatever i i think at the time for what he was doing he is the he is the best stand up comic you put him on a stage with a microphone he's naturally going to be funnier than anybody so uh just to go back over our list davids is dave David's is in no particular order. I keep keep wanting to randomly call you Dave tonight, David. I don't know why. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, yeah. Uh, Ricky Gervais, David Cross, Brian Regan, Bill Hader, Bo Burnham, Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, Jim Jeffries, Patton Oswalt, and Bill Burr. My top ten are number ten, Sam Kinison, number nine, Eddie Murphy, number eight, excuse me, Joan Rivers, Number seven, Chris Rock. Number six, Louis C.K. Number five, Rodney Dangerfield. Number four, Dave Chappelle. Number three, Robin Williams. Number two, Richard Pryor. Number one, George Carlin. So, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a bunch of alternates I had on my list. And I'm also, David, I know David has like probably three or four ones he hasn't mentioned either. So, I'm going to mention a bunch, play a bunch of clips, and then we're going to get into the end part of this show. I'm keeping David a long time tonight. Uh, We're going to get to the end part of the show where we're going to make... The top five. So ultimately, right now, what you guys have heard was David's opinion of his ten favorite at this moment, right now, favorite stand-up comedians. My ten favorite stand-up comedians. And what we gonna do? What we gonna do between us and you guys in the live motherfucking chat? We're gonna come up with the top five. Top five might be different than any of ours. Our number. 26 on my list might be in the top five if everyone in the live chat wants to push it that way. We want to get you guys in the chat as much as possible. So we want your votes on whoever's watching this right now on who's going to be in this top five, this ultimate top five. So first off, let me read some of my alternates, some of my other ones, and I'm going to play a bunch of random clips here.
1: I'll tell you if yours
0: match any of mine. Okay. Number 11, I got Steve Martin. Number 12, I've got Norm MacDonald. Number 13, I've got Gary Shandling. Number 14, I've got Bill Cosby. Number 15, I've got Mark Marin. Number 16, I've got Mr. Andy Kaufman. Uh, number 17, I have Dennis Leary. Number 18, I have Roseanne Barr. I know people are going to be very, <laughs> very sad about this one uh, that I have him this low in the list. But number 19, I have Mr. Bill Hicks. Number 20, Albert Brooks. Number 21, Bill Burr. Number 22, Dana Carvey. Number 23, I really do love me some Jerry Seinfeld sometimes. Number 24, Richard Lewis. Number 25, Louie Anderson. Number 26, Red Fox. Now, uh, let me play a couple of clips of some people we haven't listened to yet. And uh, then I'm going to have David give his. So first of all, let's go over to number 11 here, I think, which is some Steve Martin. Steve Martin for a few seconds here Steve Martin, play I used to make a
6: lot of uh, sex jokes during my show And I've pretty much cut it out And I'll tell you why I think the reason I made the jokes is because I was insecure And uh, I've grown uh, more secure As a matter of fact, I quit using the uh, amateur
0: phylactics I uh, only use the pro-phylactics now <laughs> Steve Martin And kind. little Mark Marin. Go ahead and just uh, judge me for a minute
9: Thank you. That was long enough.
5: Because I'm judging you.
0: I'm a judger. I fucking love to judge. I'm great at it. I have bad judgment, but I'm a great judger. I love (laughs) to judge. I hate when people say, hey, don't judge, because I think, fuck you, don't take away my hobbies.
8: (laughs)
10: Suicide.
4: Nice to be here in uh, Philadelphia.
8: At all. I don't think I'm taking a big social risk by saying... This is not the comedian gets insightful, like, I don't understand pedophiles. You're a pretty brave
0: stance, Jim. Mr. Jim Norton.
8: And the reason I hate pedophiles so much, and I think they have to be executed, is I just can't comprehend that sexual attraction. And again, I'm a dirtbag. Most things I understand. Even animal fucking, I have mixed feelings about. I will explain that statement. I'm not just going to leave that and walk away.
0: He does. It gets funny. But num- number 17 here. I will
8: never forget a mother
3: age 30 through.
0: 30 through?
3: Got on the plane. Very attractive.
0: We talked about this before, and I'm going to play this clip all the way through. It's, it's, I, it's hard not to have a list and ta- have this discussion without mentioning this guy, Bill Cosby.
6: Forman. Well
3: built, lovely face, hair put up in the bun, sprayed heavily. <laughs> Earrings looking very upper, middle income,
0: gold on the fingers.
3: And she had with her little Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey is four years old. I know that because Jeffrey kept
10: walking around the plane just anybody just, I'm for your soul I'm for I'm for you okay it's tough to listen to more Crosby but suicide no one ever understands you know what I mean people commit suicide people go I don't I don't understand why and I go you don't <laughs> <laughs> Well, you live in a cotton candy house or something what the fuck you don't know about life How it only disappoints and gets worse and worse until it ends in a catastrophe. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? A catastrophe? There's two reasons guys will hang themselves to the neck. One is, like we said, to escape this worthless masquerade of a life we pretend we have. Norm McDonald,
0: I fucking, he cracks me up. And of course, this guy needs to be put on this list in some
10: way. How many people didn't like it? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say right now that um, I am highly insulted by that. I am trying my best.
0: This is a long I bit, but I don't know if I don't know if Andy Kaufman belongs on the list, but he was definitely something.
4: Thank you.
5: Thank you. Wow, that's very nice. I'm so excited to be here. I
9: uh, had a great day. I went to the bank uh, earlier today. And
4: uh, have
9: you gotten your free pen yet? These are free. I, uh, you just yank. Uh,
10: I travel a lot. I stay in a lot of hotels, uh, a lot of buffets. Uh, the buffet is basically an answer to the question: Well, things are bad. How could we make it worse? <laughs> How could we design a food-human interaction environment? That's basically like driving your dog up to Petco, giving him money, and saying, why don't you go in and get whatever you think you should have? <laughs> you come back two hours later, the dog's wearing a headset, working there as an assistant manager. <laughs> what, what is it about the buffet? It does fascinate me. There's something about it that breaks down the mind, reason, judgment, portion sizes, combinations, nobody would go into a restaurant and say to the waiter, I want a yogurt parfait, spare ribs, a waffle, four cookies, and an egg white omelette.
9: Hmm. By the way, if anyone here is in advertising or marketing, kill yourself.
0: Mr. Bill Hicks.
9: Just a little thought. I'm just trying to plant seeds. Maybe, maybe one day they'll take root. I don't know. you from. You do what you can. <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you are, do. Uh, no, really. There's no rationalization for what you do, and you are Satan's little helpers. Okay? <laughs> Kill yourself. Seriously. You're the ruiner of all things good. Seriously. No, I'm, this is not a joke. You're going to be a joke coming. There's no fucking joke coming. You are Satan's spawn. Seriously. In the world with violent garbage. You are fucked and you are fucking us. Kill yourself. It's the only way to save your fucking soul. <laughs> Kill yourself. Plant seeds. I know all the marketing people are going, he's just doing a joke. There's no joke here whatsoever. <laughs> Suck a tailpipe, fucking hang yourself, borrow a gun from a Yank friend. I don't care how you do it. Rid the world of your evil
0: fucking machinations. Whatever, you know what I mean. I love where he goes with this eventually. he's. I know what all the marketing... Yeah, right here. Right
9: now. Oh, you know
5: what Bill's doing?
9: He's going for that anti-marketing dollar. That's a good market. He's very
5: smart.
9: Oh, man, I am not doing that. You fucking evil scumbags. Oh, you know what Bill's doing now? He's going for the righteous indignation dollar. That's a
2: big... Do- to right now.
9: What a treat. Happy anniversary, Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic to be here. I just uh, Richard what Lewis. Wear? What do you wear on an anniversary? I went to a, a store. I, uh, Jews for Satan, a thing down the block.
8: <laughs> I have so much on my mind and yet
9: so little to say. That's the problem I have.
0: Uh, Hard-working I have guy. Had, to, had to give him a mention. And David I and I were talking hard. about he this to to the other pants night, pants so his, here's forehead. this.
10: I think I'm going to do very well tonight. I really do. Mr. Larry David. I'm feeling just unbelievably confident. Well, that was a bad start. It was a bad start. (laughs) A really stupid start. I don't know why I did that. You know, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Well, uh, you seem like a very nice audience tonight. I'm wondering, uh, in case I break into some Spanish or French... May I use the familiar two-form with you people (laughs) instead of Usted? Because I think Usted is going to be a little too formal for this crowd. I feel already I've established the kind of rapport that I can, I can jump into the two-form with you. That quickly. Not, I'm taking a two-liberty with you. I'm gonna use the two-form, and that's it. You can't talk me out of it. <laughs> you know, Caesar used the two-form with Brutus even after Brutus stabbed him. He said at 2 and I think that's a little too informal when someone's trying to assassinate you. I think at that point, perhaps, instead, he, he would have been better off, but that's Caesar. That's crazy. Dude, wacky wacky to to Julius, Julius Caesar. <laughs> thing about uh, Hitler that I admired is that he wouldn't take any shit from magicians, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hitler was a big, big fan of magic and uh <laughs> Hitler would go to a uh he'd go to a magic club <clears throat> and he'd watch the show and uh Afterwards he'd go, he'd go backstage well, and talk some... to the magician. He'd go, uh, uh, it was a wonderful show uh, and I was just uh, wondering, I was talking to my friend where's the rabbit? Where's the rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> where's where's the the rabbit? I'm really
1: thrilled to be here
6: because uh, the comedy store is very special to me. You know, when I, uh, when I was a teenager, I used to watch
0: Mr. Jim like
6: Richard Pryor and Robin Williams on television and think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But to actually come here and meet these people is amazing, you know? I met David Letterman here, you know, for the first time. He walked in the back of the main room here. I was so excited, I just jumped up out of my seat, ran up to him, I said, David Letterman, it's a pleasure to meet you. And I'll never forget what he said to me. (laughs) Apparently I had gotten up too fast, and the blood rushed out of my head. That's all I heard before I blacked out. But
0: I'll never... I like that. Everything narrative. except cigarette smoking is going to kill me. You like me?
6: I walk around the city going, jeez, I hope I get hit by a bus. <laughs> Every pain from the neck up is an aneurysm and everything from the neck down is fucking cancer as far as I'm concerned. I get a pain in my toe. I'm like, great fucking toe cancer. I know it, for Christ's
9: sake. Why do they wear those dirty socks? What's the matter with me? I smoke, I smoke a lot. I smoke 7,000 packs a day, okay? And I am never
0: quitting, all right? I don't care how many laws they make. What's the law now? You can only smoke in your apartment under a blanket with all the fucking lights out. Is that the rule now, huh? The cops are outside. We know you have the cigarettes. Come out of the house with the
1: cigarettes above your head.
3: You'll never get me, copper. I'm never coming out, eh? I got a cigarette machine right there in my bedroom. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. I not only smoke now, I make noise when I do it. I go
0: not mm. <laughs> <laughs> And someone mentioned dice. We played them earlier. Occurred some way.
6: Long came a spidey, sat down beside. He said, Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch?
1: Oh! Eden and my mother was Elton John. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, I'm president. Yeah, Jim like Gaffigan's a, re- talk a really a funny stand up. I met him once. Book. They're always so condescending. Ah, uh, the book was much
7: better.
0: <laughs> oh, really? What I enjoyed about the movie? No
1: reading. No reading.
7: Yeah, no reading. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love that. Yeah.
0: And of course, a bunch of people are gonna say this guy, and he was fucking funny. Hard. Mitch Hedberg. And they
10: gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for a donut. I'll just give you the money. You give me the donut. <laughs> and a transaction. <laughs> we don't need to bring ink and paper into this. <laughs> I just cannot imagine a scenario where I would have to prove that I bought a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Some skeptical friend? Don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here.
1: <laughs> I remember he, he went like this on one of his jokes. He goes, yeah, I went over to my friend's house. He said I had to sleep on the floor. Damn gravity got me again. <laughs>
6: Oh wait, it's back
0: home in the five
10: <laughs> under D For donut,
0: for donut. <laughs> we all know what D is. <laughs> I love this guy.
1: <laughs> He's fucking great. And if of a co- duck came into my to my donut shop <laughs> and took a bun, I let it go.
0: <laughs> and another classic comedian that needs to be mentioned if we're talking about this list. I talked about him a sec, a little bit earlier, but I he at least I at least need to play a few seconds of this guy. Because he's a comedian's comedian, and that's Steven Wright.
8: Today I said, hello, is Joey there? And a woman answered, she said, yes, he is. I said, can I speak to him, please? She said, no, he can't talk right now. He's only two months old. <laughs> I said, alright, I'll wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they catch, they catch up right with you. In the middle of a They'll...
8: job interview, I took out a book and I started reading. <laughs> I said, what the hell are you doing? I said, let me ask you one question. If you're in a vehicle and you were traveling at the speed of the light, then you turned your lights on, would they do anything?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I could go on with Stephen Wright. I, I'm, he's not necessarily my favorite, but I know he, he deserves to be mentioned here. I also you mentioned have to worry Albert about, Brooks.
8: Just, you know, have a good time. Uh, I, just don't identify your laughter. A lot of people like to do... You know, <laughs> said Bill Harrison of Phoenix.
0: <laughs> but Albert Brooks is one of the funniest guys, and he, he was really excellent in stand up. Okay, so excuse me. N- now that we're, uh, we're, we're here, okay, David, mm. let's get to business here. One, two, three, four, five. Let's get to our top five list here. So uh, we got uh, the live chat says honorable mentions, Mitch Hedgeberg, Z- Zach Alphaneckis. And uh, thank you for the stream, On- Phil. Good seeing you, David. Have a good night broke.
1: So uh, I was going to say real, real fast, Phil. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just throw in some of my honorable mentions. Don't, you don't have to play the clips of them. Yep. Uh, it would take too long, <laughs> but uh, I'm saying, let's see here. I had Rodney Dangerfield uh, as a comedic duo. I put Abbott and Costello. Excellent um lewis black
0: oh lewis black hilarious dude Uh, doug stanhope
1: yep good funny guy too uh paul f tompkins Mm Hmm. larry david uh don rickles
0: oh don rickles is on my list as well
1: and honestly if i was being honest with myself uh i put red skelton on
2: there oh red skelton
0: yeah yeah good good pick and uh, uh I'm not of the era to enjoy but also have to mention Lenny Bruce on this podcast, too, is an excellent comic. Red Fox is, I said, number 26 on my list. Louis Anderson, I mentioned. We didn't play Louis Anderson, but Louis Anderson is a very, is a, is a very important stand-up comedian in my memory and in my childhood and in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. So let's get to our top uh, five list. So easy ones are, we know Chappelle is, we're, we both have Chappelle at number four. So yeah. Chappelle's in our top five. So for right now, let's put Dave at number three, okay? Okay. Let's put Dave Chappelle as number three because we both know that Dave Chappelle is in our list. Anybody else that we both had? Louis C.K. We both had Louis C.K. too. So let's put Louis C.K. at number five. Louis C.K. So now we need to figure out number one, two, and four right now. So, uh, so analysis is Chappelle number one. Uh, we get Don Rickles and Red Fox. Great comics. JW flux says, I think I'm, I'm thinking Carlin's
1: probably at least going to be number four.
0: Okay, so you so you agree Carlin should be somewhere in this top list. I have Carlin number two. You have Carlin not like in your top twenty, but in your list. But you you think Carlin should be in the top thing.
1: Carlin so, was my number five.
0: Number five. Okay,
1: so, so like on my technical list, not what I just wrote.
0: So yeah. I feel like I feel like I want Carlin to be higher, but I but it's okay. Yeah, it, dude,
1: w- no, like do you want to do two? Like Carlin is two. Do you ag- people agree with
0: that? Do you agree, do you agree with Carlin being two right there? Like, uh, like Everyone in the live chat, where should Carlin be? Two or four? Two or four, Carlin in the live chat. Kevin Hartz, number one, says SM down. Carlin Rodney says Lady Warrior. You guys let us know where Carlin should be. So right now we have Dave Chappelle, number three. Louis CK, number five. Carlin, number two. So, okay, we got Carlin, number two. Carlin, number um, two. Carlin should be number one. His stuff holds up. What? Number one. Okay, number two is okay. So, okay. So so many people say number one on Carlin. So we'll even it out by putting him number one right now. So we have Carlin, okay. Dave, and we might switch this up eventually. So let's we'll try to get our top five and then get our order. So right now we have Carlin, uh, Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K. Who else belongs in the top five? For me, it would be Richard Pryor and Robin Williams, personally. But I I don't want to strong arm my list on you uh well do you have any other people that you would think should be in the top five well
1: we should we should we should put a little bit more uh explanation on this yep uh into the top five are we also equating like acting roles are we just talking straight Straight stand-up for
0: right now this is straight just stand-up comedy who collection of all their work is the greatest stand-up comic Okay. That's what we're trying to do. And it, and once we get once we I want to get the top 5 and then we'll figure out where where these top 5 rank. Honestly, a lot of people in the chat
1: earlier were agreeing with me about Bill Burr being like the best like current performing comedian mm-hmm. right now, so he might be a contender. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to put for ball. for your
0: sake, I'm going to put Bill Burr at number 6 right now for you, okay? I'll put Burr, okay, Bill yeah, Bill Burr. What how do you feel about uh where would you uh, no, okay, because I got Chris Rock at seven, so I think he belongs at seven. Uh, so I was like, number seven should be Chris Rock, but that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Pryor and Murphy, what door? Eddie Murphy, we got a lot of Eddie Murphy. Where do you stand on Eddie Murphy? Is does the audience, we, I know Teflon is Eddie Murphy number one. People in the live chat, do you guys think Eddie Murphy should be number four Do you, for, for let, the chat?
1: Let, let me, uh, i counted Chappelle show among dave's credits he did uh fuck what was the name of the specials killing him softly mm-hmm. um he did uh what was the one that i mentioned before i fucking had all of these down i already said that you
0: did but it doesn't matter uh, let's just say he i did know the but the one where he's
1: the one that you played the clip from
0: that was i think that was from killing me softly
1: no that was the other one it was the other one where he had a yellow shirt and a gray uh suit coat um Fuck! It does matter to me. I'm gonna
0: have see, to look it up. See, and I know how I would do it. I just, I just put my, my two in. My top five would, would probably be with taking the audience's uh, direction as well. I would have Pryor number one, Carlin number two, David Chappelle number three, Eddie Murphy number four, Louis C.K. number five, Bill Burr number six, right outside the top five. Yeah, maybe. What?
1: Well- what was number 1 again? You said prior for you. I
0: I personally I have prior number 1 but like it's hard for me to put anyone but Pryor number 1 as the greatest stand up of all time. But I I know I noticed you didn't even mention Pryor. You might be a little too young for prior.
1: No, I I do remember a lot of actually Pryor's act and I enjoyed Pryor but I just uh, I can't say that his stuff resonates with me personally as well. Fair, not to say fair. that it's not hilarious. I think I mean but oh, this I is just,
0: so tough. This is so fucking tough. It is tough. <laughs> this is tough. Someone said,
1: "Crazy Dave sucks."
0: Yeah, I see. I even like Crazy Dave. It's hard for me not to have Chappelle in the top three, in uh, right in the top three right now because we, because we, uh we both agree with him. Uh, we, we both agree on him and Louis C.K. I think Louis I feel comfortable C. having Chappelle three and Louis C.K. five. I think those two make sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and Carlin and in the one or two spot.
0: Yeah, Carlin's number 2. So you would you feel more comfortable Carlin 1 prior 2? Yeah, I would. Okay. Okay. So 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 I I I'll 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 respect that and let's go uh so so would you do would would you agree and would the audience agree on a Carlin and not everyone has to agree, but generally agree on Carlin Prior Chappelle, Murphy, Louis CK, and then Bill Burr as uh number six.
1: And I would I would say this, I know you just asked that, but the only reason that I wouldn't say Murphy is if we're straight just counting stand-up, I don't think he has been if if you haven't put out a special in the last 30 no, 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 years. No, fair,
0: fair. I would put Eddie Murphy at number nine for that very reason. But it's too many people in the live chat have been, have been uh, pushing Murphy that I, w- I definitely want to give them a voice in this. And if oh, they, yeah. and, if they and if they think Murphy should be as high as number four and we put him at, I put him at nine. It's, it's not up and I, I love Ron delirious so much and I considered putting Eddie higher. So, if enough people in the chat think that Eddie belongs at four and I fucked up in my list, then what I about fo- Chris rock people. Yeah. Chris Rock. Chris do- rock's currently working. That's what I'm that's what saying. People. Should, should, should we take Eddie out and put Chris rock at four? Or I mean, for me right now, Chris rocks at seven, it would go, or I would actually, I mean, I'd probably put him personally, I'd put him higher than bill Burr, but, but I, I get you putting, I, I get the bill Burr at six because I don't want to have this be just my list so uh so
1: yeah enough of felicia being drunk you guys Let, let's figure
0: out who is who's nope. in this list eddie murphy was outstanding. eddie at four i i think i think the chat generally agrees sm Raw's timeless f and i know uh tony earlier was big on raw so i feel comfortable keeping keeping uh keeping eddie at four
1: all right that's that's fair i'll disagree with that one but that that's understandable uh there are a few comedians that i thinker that but
0: uh no no fair fair, fair enough fair enough uh, i i
1: agree with the the mo the majority of them okay, at least 60% so, of what we have so so
0: everybody this is our final top 7 it was going to be a five but we're mentioning seven here so right now our for right now at this point uh, and, on 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 uh, october 16 2017 the walking david and myself's fi- uh, top six ultimate list would be George Carlin, number one, Richard Pryor, number two, Dave Chappelle, number three, Eddie Murphy, number four, Louis C.K., number five, Bill Burr, number six, and Chris Rock, number seven. So that is our top top seven list right now that we're going to go. It's rare that I disagree with you, Phil, but Eddie and Chris Rock are at the top, says Felicia. Uh, Rock at his best is slightly below. Murphy at his best. Now this is Carlin Pryor, Chappelle, Murphy, Louis C.K., top five. Uh, so, so much. And then, again, comedy is so subjective. It's been a lot of fun getting to see what other people's opinions are of different stand-up comedians because they're definitely not going to be the same from person to person. Like I said, David, uh, David, our lists are very different and it's been fun to hear some new comedians and stuff. So do you feel s- somewhat, I know Murphy would be your one abstain there, but other than the Murphy factor, do you feel generally comfortable about the list?
1: Yeah, like I, I- I definitely think Pryor should be above Murphy, if I ever were to say anything. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think Carlin, Chappelle, and Louis C.K. are perfectly placed in that list. I, I think that's fine. And out of, like, I think Burr being six, that's fine. Him being close to Louis C.K., that's all I could really ask, because they're kind of in tandem in many ways. Uh, both bald redheads from
0: Boston <laughs> telling jokes, so... Um and SM said he's leaving a message. We're going to play a message at the end here if anyone else wants to leave a message at the last minute here as we're yeah, starting a message as we're starting to wrap things up. You can leave a message at 781-990-8509. Leave us a message on wh- where you think we fucked up? Do you feel comfortable with our list? Carlin Pryor, Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Louis CK, Bill Burr, Chris Rock. Uh, I guess Dave, I'm glad David put Bo on his list. And to, re, to go back over David and I's top 10, David in no particular order, Ricky Gervais, David Chappelle, I mean uh, Dave Chappelle, David Cross, Brian Regan, Bill Hader, Bo Burnham, Louis C.K., Jim Jeffries, Patton Oswalt, and Bill Burr. My list in order, number 10 was Sam Kinnison. Number 9 was Eddie Murphy. Number eight was Joan Rivers. Number seven was Chris Rock. Number six was Louis C.K. Number five was Rodney Dangerfield. Number four was Dave Chappelle. Number three was Robin Williams. Number two was uh, was George Carlin. And number one was Richard Pryor. And our joint list of the live chat, us and everybody, is George Carlin. And I think a, a list that we can be all generally happy with. George Carlin, number one. Richard Pryor, number two. Dave Chappelle, number three. Eddie Murphy, number four. Louis C.K., number five. Bill Burr, six. Chris Rock, seven. So those are our lists. We've got a message from SM. Let's play this message right motherfucking now.
9: I think Kevin Hart should be above Dave Chappelle. I know Eddie Murphy is still on the list, even though he hasn't done one in, like, years. But Raw is timeless, and I don't think Dave Chappelle has done anything quite like as good where like I'll be looking back at it in like 20 years and still think it's in the top like three and since uh David Chappelle's to me I've seen his recent stand-up is not as good as uh Kevin Hart's is now no oh, I think Kevin Hart should be above Dave Chappelle all right later
0: no, uh, g- good pick. I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan, but, uh, again, comedy is so subjective. If you find Kevin Hart funny, I get it. He, he, he has a lot of energy. Uh, he surprises me sometimes occasionally with a joke or a movie moment, but in general, I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan.
1: My, you know, I have a little, a short Kevin Hart story. It's not even mine. Uh, it's my brother's. He was at a bar and I guess Kevin Hart was like doing a, a big theater in Oklahoma city and, he went out to some bar with like his posse or whatever. And he ran into my brother and my brother had just gotten these new shoes on. And I guess they had the same shoes on like Kevin Hart and my brother had the same sneakers on. <laughs> and Kevin Hart kind of did one of these things. People who know his act, he kind of went. I... <laughs> he goes, I like your shoes.
0: And then just like walked off. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, you know, he seems like a really cool guy and a chill dude. Uh, Best comedians that were actors. I would say number one was Robin Williams. Bob, oh, o- Bob o- Excuse me. I would say Bob Odenkirk is number two. I think Bob Odenkirk is an excellent fucking actor. Um, underrated. Out of everyone we mentioned or other people, who would be your top three underrated comedians?
1: Top three underrated? Yeah, uh, I-
0: I'll-, I'll give mine. I-, I know a lot of people think uh, Norm MacDonald. Even though he gets a lot, I, I think Norm is in some ways underrated. Uh, I mentioned Roseanne earlier. I think her stand-up is fucking hilarious. Uh and uh Mark Maron, Again, yeah. again, I will say Mark Maron is always underrated in the sense I almost want to listen to a little bit more of Mark Maron's stand-up that I was playing earlier at the end here, because I think he's at his best in a podcast. But he's still an excellent stand-up comedian. So,
1: if you guys want to, start by the way, if you want to start out with a really good Mark Maron special, just an Thank audio special, not even watching it, uh, it's called "This Has to Be Funny." Uh, is a great special that he did. The thumbnail of it will look like him, and he's like holding his hand out and he's pointing at a cat. That's okay. like the the CD cover, and it's it's an amazing special. If it feels as true Mark Farron fan as he is. I know for a fact he's heard it. Um, it's a great one.
0: A couple of people mentioned more great female comedian Sarah Silverman, w- Wanda Sykes is fucking hilarious. She's actually twenty nine on my list. Wanda Sykes is fucking amazing. Chelsea Hander. Julia Louis Dreyfus is not a stand up, but she is fucking uh, the uh, f- uh, one of the funniest people on the fucking planet as a f- as an actress. Uh, uh, Amy Schumer. Uh, I'm not a huge oh, pa- Amy Schumer fan. But uh, sorry,
1: sorry, I, I gotta episode. break this to you. If you think Amy Schumer is in a top list anywhere for comedy, then you need to watch more comedy. Just say, period. Say I may- mean, you, you are you are not mature enough and understanding comedians to appreciate anybody on these lists.
0: Would you say the same thing about uh Dane Cook, Carlos Mancia? Would you say- I would
1: say that about Carlos Mancia. Not Dane Cook. I think Dane Cook actually for a significant A good five years there was a genuinely hilarious person. And then it became mainstream to really shit and hate on him. Carlos Mencia is a fucking hack.
0: He's a half. He's a hack fucking thief.
1: He is. Bullshit. He's an absolute hack For Again,
0: I go not to fucking pub uh, the What the Fuck podcast, WTF podcast, but I recommend listening to the two interviews with Carlos Minzi and the Mark Marin podcast as he fucking totally shows him to be the sham that he oh, is. Oh, God.
1: That's such. A, that's hard to listen to. It is. That is so hard is. to listen to. Because you're like, to- God, you're so. You can't even backpedal fast enough, man. Uh,
0: Karen, yeah but amy
1: schumer like my uh, uh,
0: sarah Silverman's very funny lisa lampanelli was mentioned earlier very funny uh fucking uh, uh well who, who else uh ron white i find ron white very fucking funny i didn't mention him earlier but out of all those comedians in the jeff foxworthy group i find ron ron white the funniest of that group also a local Local guy, but a very hilarious dude. Lenny Clack is a very funny stand-up comedian. He's another one of those sort of attacks you, plays off the audience stand-up comedians, but very funny. Gallagher is a fucking idiot. I heard a couple people mention Gallagher and Carrot Top earlier. Carrot Top, I don't find funny at all. Gallagher, I won't lie. As a kid, Gallagher, I was way into watching Gallagher. Watching that dude smash watermelons, and he had a very funny joke where he's like, Madonna, like a virgin? First time I saw her, I knew she fucked like an epileptic rabbit with the hiccups. Let me smash something. You know, he sort of had the apartments. Oh, apartments. Why do they call them apartments when they're all close together? TV set, you don't get I two. think
1: Gallagher would be like if you had a malignant brain tumor <laughs> on your temporal lobe uh, and someone gave you a sledgehammer. <laughs> uh, I think that that would be use if you were just like, But as you, a kid, like Phil's going crazy lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, really as, into entanglement. If puzzles.
0: I did stand-up comedy, I'd probably be a lot like Gallagher. I probably would be a lot like Gallagher. But But
1: also for uh I think Jay Madden in the chat. You mentioned that you liked Brian Callen. Uh and check this out. Look at this. Can you see that? Uh
0: the faces are blurred, but that is David and Brian Callen themselves. Uh Lisa Lampinelli is when Lisa Lampinelli is on her on like mid rant she's fucking hilarious uh martin lawrence got mentioned earlier martin lawrence is fucking great chris tucker at his funniest is funny but at times he's his most recent stand-up is really not funny but chris tucker at his funniest is very hilarious too uh there's a lot of amazing funny people maybe some people that we did not mention tonight but damn but uh, Lisa Lampinelli had some great specials, but she was able to to laugh at herself, and every minority, and everyone had fun. It was a long time ago, but give the devil her due. So, I, I will.
1: Uh, I've yeah. got to say this, and uh, this is like a big issue. At least with stand up, especially for me, because here's the thing: like Kathleen Madigan is, she's very underrated as far as women comics. But I know I've seen her name a few times in the chat for people who watch stuff anybody who likes kathleen madigan likes lewis black because they tour together uh they have very they're best friends they've been best friends for like 30 years yep there you go uh i wish i had some pictures that okay. i could like upload here mm-hmm. um i but i will say this like stand-up comedy for for women i i wish there were more women who are less crass, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot more in like the female side of comedy where it's a lot more like my, like the Amy Schumer stuff, my vagina. I fuck a lot of black dicks or (laughs) like, you know, guys with small dicks. Can you believe that they think that they got big dicks, but they got small dicks. I'm really original, you know?
0: Um, I mean I uh, part, part I mean that's one of the reasons why I like Roseanne. Like Roseanne is very creative in the in her brand of comedy and stuff like that. Yeah, she uh, didn't do that. I mean, she, she, but like I mean, she's she, a Lampanelli,
1: I just think she's gross. I think oh, dude, she's gross. she's
0: fucking she's fucking hilarious. Uh uh let's go uh fucking uh, what do you think of Joe Rogan? I think Joe Rogan's very funny. I wouldn't be in a top list, but I definitely have my moments of finding <laughs> Joe Rogan fun. Do you? What do you have an opinion either way of Joe Rogan? He does an excellent podcast. I think he. He is a good podcast. Excellent podcast. That that's my opinion. <laughs> that, that's
1: your opinion, Joe Rogan.
0: Okay, cool. Fair enough. Uh, uh, How about that
1: fear factor?
0: What? Who is your favorite musical comic? My, I would say mine are Weird Al number one, Fly the Concords, number two. Uh, no more after that, uh, Jack Black or, or, uh, or Tenacious D would be number three, maybe, or something like that. Some of the All Dr. Nemento Mel Brooks stuff. Uh, I know Bo Burnham would probably be number one. And I say, you generally don't like music, musical comedy where you're saying Bo Burnham's kind of a, uh, a, uh, anomaly for your interest.
1: Well, like someone mentioned the the British comedian that I was talking about earlier, Tim Mention, Tim Mention, uh, Bo Burnham, I know, there are some comedians who do. Gosh, I'm having a hard time remembering their names,
0: but I De- think you, like we're, Demi- we're Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin. I'm not a big Dimitri. I I, I couldn't care less about yeah, Dimitri. Fa- Martin. He fa- I, I'm not a big fan of his.
1: Uh, you know. Oh, look! I have a sketch pad out. Let me flip. Let me show you these child drawings I did for. An
0: hour. <laughs> I get. I guess. I guess Steve Martin could be included into that crew to to a cert- to a certain extent. Um, what is your what is your opinion? Of, I mean, we mentioned Gallagher, and we mentioned Carrot Top, in passing. What is your opinion on like prop comics the, or,
1: uh, uh, you know, like the a lot of comedians will use the term uh, boat acts, like boat acts. Uh, oh, like, a, cru- like a cruise do, ship. Like cruise ships. Like people who pander to their audiences and just go like, oh, you're a lovely crowd, you know, um, and Carrot Top. Jeff Dunham, uh, and guys like that. So guys Vegas, that you would th-
0: you would say like Vegas acts as well, like essentially like people. Terry that-
1: fader yeah. Um, just yikes! I'm Celine, sorry, Celine it, Dion. It, to me, it like a carrot top is the equivalent to saying like you know my favorite singer is Tom Jones. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, Tom Jones had two songs. That everybody
0: knew, it's and not then nothing user. else ever. I, I only know one. I can name one off the bat. Okay, so yeah. th- so to go to the next level here, David, and I'm only keeping you longer because I'm having a good time here. Um, sure. so who are your favorite impressionists?
1: Oh, and okay.
0: do and do you consider impression in the same category as stand up comedy, or do you consider it something different?
1: Um, I would say most of my favorite impressionists are separate from stand up. Okay. Um. If I were talking just purely stand up, I would. I think Jim Carrey would have to be the top, yeah, and I probably wouldn't him a, and Robin Williams. Yeah.
0: yeah, Jim Carrey especially is fucking amazing. Like when he was in his uh, impression phase, it was like no other. He he was he was a god of impressions.
1: Yeah, as as far as actual like real life living impressionists, I would say uh, there's a comedian that I really like named uh, James Adomian. Yep. And he's an amazing impressionist. Uh, there's a guy named Schaefer Bates uh, who does a lot of Game of Thrones impressions and stuff like that. He's extremely talented as well. Uh, yeah. Obviously, The Walking David is yeah, the walking my David. number one.
0: Yeah, The Walking David is one of the best. Um, I, 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 I especially love his Matthew McConaughey. That's, it's exceptional.
1: That's very nice of you to say.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So what's your opinion on uh, Dana Carvey? Uh,
1: used to love him a lot. Then I thought he kind of more. He was he's a really good boat act. Like he's a very good kind of like for your parents comedian. I think he uh he was a good impressionist. I, I'll give him that. And I still like a lot of his impressions. Like when, he was perfect. He was a perfect impressionist for SNL.
0: Yeah, he was but and,
1: as far as overall impressionist that I know of. He doesn't really compare to a lot of the other. people. And that what,
0: I, what's your opinion on, uh, what's that? Frank Caliento or whatever his name is.
1: Yeah. Frank Caliento does some amazing impressions. Uh, I also know this guy. Um, he's actually from blame society films. Uh, they did the Chad Vader series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw that. Um, and there's a guy named uh, Jason Stevens, and he's an amazing impression impressionist. And he's just kind of a guy that nobody ever really would know unless if you watch Blame Society films or beer and board games or anything like that. And he he's great. He actually does like Morgan Freeman and Barack Obama on like The Tonight Show and like Conan. So they ask him to do quite a bit of impression.
0: so let's get into the live chat uh sm i will play your message jim curry and living in living kelly was amazing kevin paul kevin pollock's uh shatner is the is literally the best shatner ever uh the guy and who,
1: christopher walken christopher
0: he yeah, best- he, yeah kevin pollock's not like he seems like a kind of a dick but when kevin pollock's on his game eats his excuse me his impressions are really fucking on Ooh,
1: kevin spacey he's actually really good kevin Sp- yeah too.
0: kevin spacey's a really good impressionist as well he he, i agree but yeah frank caliento's madden and all of his sports impressions timo his barkley is like incredibly good when he and his madden it's like they're they're uncanny uncanny especially when you hear him on the radio and stuff and he's the the thing i like about frank caliento is he's like a sham david and i joked and our patrons can listen to that a, a bonus clip of david and i talking with david it's matthew mcconaughey like more than any other impressionist, I think what makes Frank Caliento so uh, endearing to people is he'll whore himself out more than any other impressionist. Like, like Frank, like David. Let's t- let's see who Rick Grimes's favorite stand-up comic is. Yeah,
1: that's exactly. What he's-
0: I, no, you don't, it, do, yeah. you don't have to do.
1: You don't. I mean, you I'll can't. have to think about that.
0: Okay. Oh. Yeah. Now, who is Littlefinger's favorite stand-up comic?
3: What have I told you? listen to all the comedians
0: everywhere
1: always in it, your mind
0: <laughs> so yes yeah, so exactly carvey did the chop broccoli bit i was gonna just keep throwing him out david but i, I, won't, I won't do that to you <laughs> i was like what wow, what is this guy's thing what's this guy's
1: I, thing i had a friend who when he got tired of me doing impressions he would he would try to end it by naming somebody that i couldn't do so he would go oh that's funny just Ventura." Uh, I hear that you're friends with Tom Hanks. Mm
0: -hmm. What is your, out of all your impressions to do, what is your favorite impression to do?
1: Um, I guess right now, I mean, I love doing Rick Grimes. I I think the one that I pull out all the time when I'm talking to people is doing Jesse Ventura, uh, I love doing that just because it's so fun. Because anytime somebody says the word conspiracy or I'm not so sure about that, I can just burst into it. Here, it's really
0: fun. Here's a little thing to throw into your Jesse Ventura when he was a wrestler. Uh, his one of his slogans was "Win if you can, try if you must, but always cheat."
1: <laughs> yeah, win if you can, try if you must. But always cheat. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've always said. But then again, I was I was tagging in T- Kevin DiBiase from the top <laughs> rope, and you know, I fought against the new
6: world order.
0: <laughs> Ted DiBiase, But I know what you mean, motherfucker. Great job. Great job. When you did when you did stand up, David, did you did you uh, do any impressions, or was it uh, was it all uh, jokes? I I did
1: impressions, but I made the mistake. Of I go, well, nobody just wants to hear me do impressions, and I didn't really have a shtick, or I couldn't do one-liners with them, so I would go like this. Okay, I'm going to do Matthew McConaughey, but give me a place where he could get right, lost. Yeah. And you know, do this. So you make the scenario. And if it sucks, then I would blame the audience in in that character. So I'd be like, well, it's so your fucking ball because you're the ones who fucking named it. I, I didn't tell me to say that. like, And I would, like, go off on a rant, and that would be, like, my thing.
0: Now, I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy, but I'm too much of a wussy. Now, uh, at, like, what would be some advice that you give to someone that would want to try stand-up comedy for the first time?
1: Um, any story that you have told a hundred times that you can tell with your eyes shut and that you've had it bomb in front of people, but you've also had people burst out laughing in front of people and a story that you have a clean version of and a dirty version of tell those don't write jokes, tell funny stories like that. That's my biggest thing is because too many people try to write jokes and they are just not, made for that. They're not Rodney Dangerfields and they haven't honed the idea of making people uh, laugh. You know what I mean? Like they really haven't figured it out yet. You have to make a room full of people laugh to really figure out what people respond to. And then you can write jokes accordingly. But if you're 20 years old and you're getting into standup, you don't have enough life experience to be that interesting. That's why all our favorite comedians are 45 to 60 years old.
0: Right. And and, um, and stand-up, like with Carlin or with anybody, You, if you're a true stand-up, you just keep getting better with age, because the more experiences that you have in life, and if you're honest with yourself, the easier it becomes, the more comfortable you are with yourself, the more you can share that with the audience.
1: Oh, and Timo wanted me to... Hello, Timo. I know it's been a long time since you said you wanted to hear me do the Russian <laughs> But I just wanted to let all of you know that I'm happy that you listen to this podcast. It will live on in infamy. And hail Russia.
0: Da. Privyet, da. your doshin Papa toilet. Where's the bathroom? Drago. Spoko-
1: Spokova nochin,
0: Da. You know. Da. Privyet. Nastrovya. Da. Da. Uh, nastro- I'm just sp- spitting. I'm spitting out the few Russian terms that I know now. I, I actually, I have a good friend, Emilia, who, who taught me the most important thing. Your buffet toilet. It's like, where's the fucking bathroom? It's the most important thing you can learn. Uh ba- baño, baño, baño.
1: Actually, I think the most important thing you can learn is the response to where is the bathroom. Right, oh, <laughs> you have so to you understand can... Russian, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you're gonna go like, ah, so the bathroom, and then there's gonna be like,
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, have nice day. FPS Russia who's who that guy in this chats talking about. Um, but uh, be still, your beating heart. uh. Did I ever get any
0: hecklers? Yes. I must break you. Tell about your hecklers. I need to run to the little boys room, David. Tell tell, tell about your hecklers. And then we're going to play SM's last message and start to wrap things up.
1: Um, I, I've i had people uh, in the middle of a show that I was like, I think headlining at, which just means, you know, going last. Uh, oh God. I've had someone throw beer bottles at the stage, like at the foot of the stage, and had them break and crash right in front of me. Um, I I remember I thought I came up with a clever joke, but it was like one of those moments where the guy on stage thinks he's gonna come up with something, but stutter steps just half a second to where you sound retarded, even if your insult was good. Um, so I, I would be like, they were like, yeah, I hope you fucking die. And I was uh, <laughs> sorry. I hope you die of AIDS or something like that. And then uh, I'd be like, well, you're the only one who could g- give it to me. Or I, I don't know. I would I would just bomb so fucking hard sometimes trying to get back at Heckler's. That was at the very beginning. Uh, towards the end, I would just kind of like, they would say something like, you fucking suck. And I would go, shut the fuck up, mom. Shut your fucking mouth. And I would just basically do kind of the Will Ferrell thing where you just lose your fucking shit at them uh and that i don't know that was that was a fun part eventually dealing with hecklers becomes fun uh because then you can win over the crowd more even if your jokes were kind of sucking maybe you'll have really good off-the-cuff insults to deal with with hecklers um let me see everyone sucks at first a lot of comics say. yeah yep. i i was definitely one of those um i uh I also, here's the thing. I'll tell, can I tell this story, Phil? It's, do it. I'll try to make it short. Tell,
0: tell, no, it's, no, one no of, do it.
1: it's one of the weirdest ways I've ever been introduced. It's probably one of the funniest, one of the weirdest ways I've ever been introduced at a uh, club. I was out in like Encino at a bar and grill, and I was like second to last comedian to go on, and there's only like 12 people in the crowd, and eight of them are the comedians. So there's like basically a Hispanic family eating dinner and then the rest are just comedians sitting around them looking at the stage.
0: That reminds me of a lot of like rock shows I played where ultimately it's just the bands and their girlfriends watching the band play.
1: Yeah, it it was pretty much. It's everybody just like not laughing and waiting their turn and making sure they have their material memorized. Uh, Looking at pieces of paper or their cell phone with their jokes written on it. But there was this awful, awful like this, this black comedian who had a black ventriloquist puppet and he had like a gold tooth and the so did the puppet. So the puppet was him. But here's the thing. He didn't do it with his mouth shut. He was like, yeah, motherfuckers, like, like as much as my mouth is moving, so was his. And so he had this puppet and he's just going, yeah, motherfuckers, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, anyway, I don't know. And he he did he just bombed. He just did such an awful set where he was like, ha, ha, you know, oh, ha, ha, and then they go. Uh, the The comedian was supposed to introduce the next comedian to go on. They didn't have like a MC, so they would just tell you the name of the person who's supposed to follow you, and then you would say it and bring them up on stage and shake their hand until they got on. And so he introduced me with the puppet. It's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my entire <laughs> comedic life where a black ventriloquist puppet with a guy wasn't ventriloquizing, if that's a word. It uh, is now. It is now, yeah. And so he's just talking <laughs> both mouths moving, going, everybody, didn't give it up now. <laughs> for, for David Grayson, y'all, yay. and he introduced me with the puppet and then when I went up to shake his hand he took the little puppet hand on a string and outstretched the little puppet hand and I had to
0: shake and he did it with the left puppet hand so I tried to now did you address it in the beginning of your act I that's all I talked about for the next 10 minutes (laughs) what the fuck just happened (laughs) <laughs> you had to i mean you could not address that 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 would that, be <laughs> wrong the dumbest thing I've ever Timo's T- T- laughing her ass off but just, you can't sound serious when you deal with hecklers your show is ruined sometimes hecklers can get the best of an audience i remember uh, a band i was in played uh cbg uh, played cbgb's in new york before it closed and we had hecklers in the front row that were like yelling at us and my guitar player craig who was on the uh the trivia podcast the uh the Music Trivia Podcast, started heckling the hecklers. And he did an excellent job. And we actually got invited back uh, uh, the next month to play again because of the way Craig dealt with the he- hecklers. But I've definitely played shows too where the hecklers can just dominate it and no matter what you say, they're like they're the show and they're and they're the push. And you just have to deal with it. Some comics deal with it better, but even the comics that deal with it, great. Sometimes hecklers are really good, just like sometimes trolls are exceptional. They, they just... It's it's an art form being in a uh, being a heckler.
1: <laughs> someone asked, uh, did you say give it up for the worst ventriloquist ever? Uh, I should have done it, but like with my shirt pocket, been like, give it up, everybody.
0: America, fuck yeah! That's what I gotta say to you, motherfuckers. So, uh, so let's play SM's last message here, and then start to wrap things up. I love better you be t- a good one, SM. I love you, Timo. Let's hear what SM has to say.
9: I think John Cena should be in the category of actors that are really funny that um, don't do uh, stand-up. He was uh, really funny in oh, okay. That's a different list. And in um, that movie with Bill uh, Hader and him.
0: Uh, let's hold on. I'll play, I'll play the rest of uh, SM's message, but I think he's just trying to figure out, or John Cena. But that's a, that's a good good side question, a good last one to end on. What are some of the funniest people, not stand-ups? Like movie, just some of the funniest people ever that aren't stand-up comics. My top two would be Bill Murray, John Candy would be uh, number one, number two. Uh, for funniest guys that aren't actually stand-ups. Let me try to think of some other ones. you have anyone that pop in your head?
1: Oh, yeah. Just uh, one sec.
0: No, t- take your time. Let me Let me think about some other ones that, excuse me. That aren't really standups that are really funny. Paul I know Rudd, Paul Rudd, fucking hilarious at the top of his game, very funny. Anybody else? John Belushi, good pick. John Belushi, fucking hilarious.
1: Except um, Bill Murray, that was a good
0: one. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's got to be number one for me. Uh, the no, the funniest guy not to be not to be a standup. Um, I mean, some of the, some of the, like someone like David Letterman. I guess he isn't really a stand-up. Even though he did stand up, or Conan O'Brien, like, do we include those guys, like, that are sit-down comedians, into this list? But are you more talking about like acting comedians, people that are funny in movies that or television shows that aren't funny. In, that I mean, that aren't stand-up comedians.
1: Um. Okay. I'll Chevy, Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy uh, Chase. I would say. One. Also the the men of whose line is it anyway, Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles. Ryan
0: Styles definitely would be would be there. Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery are fucking hilarious. Chevy Chase, that's a fucking very good pick. Chevy Chase at his funniest is one of the funniest people. A lot of Saturday Night Live people. Adam Sandler at his funniest. Um, yeah. funniest. Uh Mike Myers at his funniest. Uh
1: Bill haters kind of that's why he sort of made it onto my list earlier accidentally into the top ten. Uh
0: Leslie Nielsen, uh Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun, one of the John
1: John Cleese.
0: John Cleese. oh fucking John Cleese. He was mentioned earlier in the live motherfucking chat and I didn't catch it. Yeah, John Cleese. Uh Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. One of the funniest people to ever fucking walk the earth. I fucking love you. Do love or you hate him, but I fucking love Dave Foley. He's what he's a, he's similar to Norm Macdonald in that way that like either you're gonna fucking think he's the funniest guy in the world or you might think oh fuck fuck Dave Foley he fucking sucks. But I, I fucking love Dave Foley and he's not really a stand up. Jack Black, Will Ferrell maybe, Chris Farley, Cat Williams is a stand up very funny guy. What about Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell yeah he's another one. Uh, he's definitely. I. I. He's done stand up, but he's one of the, just one of the more naturally funny people. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Uh, we talked about her a little bit earlier. She's not a stand up. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington.
1: Oh, get out of here. Uh, he is. I guess he can be ben, funny. Ben, but... Still, ben Stiller oh ben yeah that's a great one robert, robert, da- robert, robert Downey, Downey jr, jr. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah but we're thinking about uh tropic thunder right now we're like everyone tropic everyone cool. in tropic thunder
1: tropic but, thunder iron man sherlock holmes the sherlock. guy's got a lot yeah, and he uh, also played Chaplin. so and, he's and he was also capable.
0: on saturday night live and if we go back to like johnny be good Carrell. weird sound weird, Sal- yeah. weird science steve carell another-
1: might be actually at the like, right up there with like Will Ferrell and uh Sam Jackson, uh, Bill Murray. yeah.
0: I don't mind Sam Jackson being included in this list, too. <laughs> Sam Jackson's fucking funny as a son of a bitch.
1: Had Chris Farley still continued to be alive, uh, I think, yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh, uh Will Ferrell is as funny as any animated character, side character, but not a lead or action character. Eric Cartman, Trey Parker, Gen- in general, Trey Parker is one of the funniest people on earth, Weird Al. Again, another just natural fucking funny fucking person. That's just one of the funniest people. Not a stand-up, but hilarious. Um, Trying to think of anybody else that we haven't mentioned of just like the funniest people on earth that necessarily aren't stand-ups. Definitely Will, F- Will Ferrell, Eric Cartman. But yeah, I'm going to go as far as to say just Trey Parker in general. Um, Phil Hartman
1: yeah there, there's a lot i mean it's it's really hard to narrow that down on on this particular that's almost like an entire different show yeah, it's like it, maybe it your is. top 100 it is favorite funny people but,
0: but we're 12 minutes from three hours so this must might as well be the epic funny stream here at this point yeah
1: it is that's true matt this stone, is is, matt stone
0: as well fair enough yeah i gotta include matt stone in that list as well uh tim conway yeah he was great on c- celebrity rehab uh <laughs>
1: Oh, man, you're going to, like, make me look—I'm going to have to, like, look up movies so that I don't feel like i leap shit out.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, De Niro and Midnight Run is fucking hilarious. Uh, Archer's Bob Burgers, Ber- uh, Trey Parker, South Park is funny, too. So, I mean, there's so many people we can mention here. We're, we're obviously forgetting some people that uh, we might have forgotten your favorite comic. But if we have, please share it in the comment section below. Tell us who we forgot. Tell us— how our list or our ultimate list is wrong. One more time. Um, my, uh, David's top or 10 people, Ricky Gervais, David Cross, Brian Regan, Bill Hader, Bill Burnham, Louis CK, Dave Chappelle, Jim Jeffries, Patton Oswald, and Bill Burr. I am Sam Kennison, Eddie Murphy, uh, Joan Rivers, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., Rodney Dangerfield, Dave Chappelle, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, George Carlin are combined agreed upon list. George Carlin, number one, George, Richard Pryor, number two, Dave Chappelle, number three, Eddie Murphy, number four, Louis C.K., number five, Bill Burr, number six, Chris Rock, number seven. Oh, Carrie Elwies from uh, Bill, Billy Crystal. Uh I feel like uh Billy Crystal needs to be mentioned too. He's a generally a pretty funny guy and at the time that he was at his peak was very funny. So, uh I guess this is as good as time as any, David. Let's let's uh David, if people want to find more of you, where the fuck can they fucking find you, dude? Well, uh
1: as per usual, the walking David right here. That's the main focus, everybody. Let's all look at that one more time. Do it. Um and uh so if you want to subscribe to my channel uh i do live streams occasionally uh when youtube actually notifies people and people are there they can be interesting (laughs) when they're not there they will not make the final cut i will delete it uh as some people in this live stream even know i did it recently (laughs) i did two live streams i deleted both i was like ah fuck this um but on the walking david i do a lot of impressions i post short films uh trailers and stuff like that and behind the scenes clips of the feature film that I'm currently working on as the producer of called 40 ounces to freedom and uh if you also have an instagram uh I am at uh, mr david grayson I'll even write it in the uh chat here it's all lowercase no period grayson spelled with an e there you go um so follow me on instagram and at on twitter I'm at david grayson so uh pretty easy to find me
0: Excellent, David. For a second here, you're gonna actually hear yourself, so uh, I'm gonna switch it back in a second. But I owe a- another solo of sorts, and I want don't want the audio to sound like shit. So be prepared to hear yourself for a second here, uh, if you sure. if you end up talking. So let me play this. Let me. Uh, I gotta play something. Where we're gonna do. Uh, I got to play one more song for the uh, amazing Super Chat donations. I got uh, – Timo ended up getting Trumpeter Ocarina fun. And also, huge thanks to Penny Lane for the amazing Super Chat donation. You guys keep me going. Allow me to rationalize to Stephanie to keep doing this thing by getting Super Chat donations. She's like, oh, you're going Super Chat. You can keep doing this fucking stupid podcast. So I really do appreciate that because <laughs> all she cares about is the dollar signs. So uh, team, Timo, uh, Penny Lane, thank you so much for your super chat donations tonight, especially it's amazing, awesome love to both of you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for those super chat donations. And yes, let's do that one time. Let's, let's play a little bit of uh, the Timo theme song as well for Timo. Thank you. It's Timo's Red the Night. It's Timo's Red the Night. Oh, Fuck Santa. Fuck Santa. And let me switch this back so David isn't – I can't hear him. So that that should be back to normal. So, David, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, I will be back next week. Uh, Thursday night I will be on the FOP stream. David, you're more than welcome to join us on the second half of that if you end up being around. But I will be starting off the stream with Broke. Blackman94 and Johnny Giant Spain. We'll be talking about their channels for a little bit, for about an hour or so. Then I'll be sharing the link to that chat, uh, to, the, to that live hangout in the Discord group and in the Patreon page. So feel free to pop on in. Anyone that wants to jump on in, then we're just gonna have a free for all, goofy discussion on Thursday and get silly. Uh, for another hour and uh, it's just kind of there's so many awesome people in the FOP. So I want to get uh, have a stream to just have some fun and get goofy. So uh, yeah. to tune in. I, I miss
1: I miss Johnny Giants. Ben. Yeah. Lowest Irish violin. Yeah know, like, he's great.
0: Yeah, he's a great, great, great dude. So I can't wait for that stream on Thursday. And then the then on Sunday, I might be back another time in the midst of that. But this coming Sunday Finally, after twenty live streams, I can't believe it's been this long. And it just happens to be that I'm doing more. I'm doing more streams by myself and David with and uh, just random shit. And uh Joe's been sort of on vacation stewing the night before Joe's birthday on the twenty second into the twenty-third, Joe's birthday is on the twenty third, Joe Dirty Locks will finally be returning to the channel to recap and review the First episode, the 100th episode of The Walking Dead. Joe Dirtylocks finally back on the channel after 21 live streams that I've done. An amazing 21 live streams without Joe. Joe will be back this coming Sunday to recap The Walking Dead. He will only be here every other week for The Walking Dead because he works every other Sunday. He called out every other Sunday for Game of Thrones, but he can't do the same thing for The Walking Dead. So we're going to have to have Joe on his birthday dealing with The Walking Dead. So there may be Joe rants next Sunday. But next Sunday, I'll be back with Joe. Maybe the following Sunday, I don't know David's schedule, but if David's available, he'll probably be recapping The Walking Dead on the alternate weeks with Joe as Joe's fill-in host. We might have a yeah. different fill-in host occasionally in the mix there or a couple of podcasts that I'm doing by myself for The Walking Dead. But... Uh, David will be in the mix a couple of those podcasts. And David and I will be on as well after episode five of Curb Your Enthusiasm sometime in that week to do Curb the first, uh, the first half of the season. And then we'll be on again to do the second half of the Curb season as well. So, yeah, it has been that many fucking podcasts between Joe. You can count them out. It's been fucking like 20 podcasts that I've done without Joe. So, uh, so it's going to be amazing to have Joe back on the live stream
1: yeah i miss joe uh e- even i want joe on more than i want to be on yeah that, yeah that's, that's yeah saying I mean,
0: joe wants to be on more than he wants but joe joe needs his break you know joe can't be on any little thing you know uh you know uh it it, it needs to be the live recap or review is pretty much all about joe's ridiculous reactions. so but uh, so uh, that show could be changed to live joe's ridiculous reactions. so uh, and he won't miss the Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. so it'll, it'll be awesome to have him there and we'll have Walking David on a lot of podcasts this season too in uh, in yeah, Walking David. Dead. And I'm hoping for the best in that hundredth broadcast. I think some Joe fans are hoping for the worst because we want to hear Joe explode on his birthday about how shitty it was. but it's it's mixed feelings. I have a lot of mixed feelings, David. Like, I want The Walking Dead to be good, but I also want it to be bad, so Joe goes crazy and people hating us. A lot of people thought we were too negative on The Walking Dead last season.
1: No, see, even I, when I, you know, last season when I would, like, come on and I I would talk about it with you guys, it was, like, it was hard for me. Even I had to be like, man, this episode just kind of was shit. Yeah. Or or that part of it was just really bad. And uh, I'm hoping for the best. I'm thinking that this Hopefully that last season was just a big advertisement for this season.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping too. I'm hoping it's a lot more fun, a lot more silliness. I'm hoping for some good things. It's gonna yeah, and some
1: more uh, zombies because people still die. So you know we need
0: more. We need. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's zombies on The Walking Dead. Anyways, everybody, we'll be back next time. If you haven't already, please subscribe to The Walking David's channel. Uh, He will be. You can find him like at the bottom of this video. You'll see a contributor to this shit and you can click on that and we'll send you the Walking David's channel. Also, I'll put the link tomorrow when I'm sober-er, when I'm more sober. I will put the link to Walking David's channel in the description box below. Uh, So definitely subscribe to him. But if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button, please hit the subscribe button. Sorry, we went a little bit off topic with the comedians at the end there with The Walking Dead. But for the most part, we'd love to hear what you guys thought. If you made it this far and you enjoyed it and you disagree with something we said, please share your thoughts in the description box below about, not in the description box, you can't get in there. I'm locking you out of that motherfucker in the comment section below about what you thought about this the top 10 what your top 10 stand up comedians are what are t- your top 5 top 2 whatever who are we missing who the fuck why are we fucking wrong david and i want to hear about it we'll respond to any comments in the live chat tell us why we're fucking wrong everyone that's in the fucking chat right now timo jfox felicia mike Mike, you're fucking in. My mom, your mom told me it's bedtime. Turn out those lights. My mom is upstairs. I'm in my mom's basement right now doing this podcast. She is telling me to shut up. But my mom, fuck you, mom. I'm playing the conga. I played it. What door is also here? What door? What door? You are definitely uh, sober, Phil. <laughs> Only two episodes I've seen, I missed everything in between. It was terrible since Glenn. It's going to be bad. Mike, great to see you in the live chat, Michael. <laughs> great to see everybody. David, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I will see you next time. Probably see you in a couple weeks. Good to talk to you about this. Had a lot of fun. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Love you. <laughs>
6: The Issues Guy fucking, fucking subscribe. subscribe Motherfuckers Subscribe Subscribe you got it
1: One door And Lady Warrior Of House of Rating Felicia Lana Liana
4: Hannibal
0: Lana. Great to see you, Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. You know what? You know
10: what, David? Uh. Oh no, I'm sorry.